1: Today's Sunday session is proudly brought to you by More Beer at www.morebeer.com. is about drinkability. doesn't matter oh, yeah. the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first
0: time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. I'm yeah. jet propelled at all times. <laughs>
2: how many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap?
3: Somebody who's never tasted the commercial example, and this is how you know everything about this beer?
4: Please, you don't. I think you know, it's bullshit. <laughs> I think it's bullshit, too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle?
3: No. no. Look at a teabag fight. Yeah. You heard of Junkyard Wars? Can I get another high five beer? Monday Show, childrens.
0: Welcome to the Monday Show. I'm
7: not applauding. I sat through two hours of traffic to get here. It's bullshit.
3: Whatever. Don't be such a pussy. Should have
0: left you, earlier. Why didn't you take Bart, bro? I saw a double
3: rainbow on the way. A double rainbow? Yes. Oh. can't believe it. I a tear to my eye. <laughs> I had to call my brother and let him know. Yeah. What does it mean? Speaking of your brother, I dreamt I was a midget last night. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I dreamt that I was tall I,
3: dream. I dreamt that I was a midget and I was trying to bang this super hot uh, tall blonde chick. Yeah. And, it's uh, all she, about
2: attitude, man.
3: She was all she was gonna let me do it. Because I did I had a good attitude. I was like, come on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're a whore, it'll be fine. Uh something it went something like that. And then uh, I was just about to get it in, or I don't know if up, I was gonna be in, able to out because I was a, I was a midget. A magic? Man, <laughs> but man. I was I was about to it's and be loose. wouldn't you know it? I woke up. I could do it every time. Isn't that always the way? Always the way. I mean, how often in your life do you get to be a midget banging a hot blonde chick? Really, kind of often. Once really? you can't no, just go
2: maybe. take a piss, go back to
3: sleep, and get right
2: back into it. No, it God, never works. That like never that. works. Oh, it does for me. It does. Oh yeah, Boy, you're lucky. <laughs> you <laughs> <You'd> have to <laughs> He's learn. A doctor, to you get uh, out. just dream. go take a piss, you, yeah, you, 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 you just go on, you settle
0: back in. Oh yeah, it starts the real second real start. Well, for for Scott, I mean, his uh, you know his dream has already come true. Yeah, he He has a lot of money. He's a dentist in a rich town. <laughs> so,
3: and so he has a lot of friends. And he has a good life. That's true. So, we're making still his dreams, dreaming. Yeah, making his dreams happen are easy. Uh, now he can
0: control his oh, dreams. He does <laughs> it during the day and at night. I yeah,
7: yeah. You, right. should, you should. be happy. You woke up before you got it in. Otherwise, you might have had to do the laundry this morning.
3: No I don't day. even care. I, <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't even care. I just slept in it. Oh, I just give I it I care. slept in that wet spot. I woke up like I kind of barely woke up, but you're still awake. Like it's a reality, but yeah, uh, you know, my eyes are barely open. So I did try. I was like, "All right, you're not even fully awake. Yet. Just try. Just go back to sleep. Go back. She's still there. She's still now there. You, you
2: wake up, you no. realize what woke you. Up.
3: You got to pee.
0: Just go out. Get it over with.
3: <laughs> I, I didn't even have to right pee. Just... Were,
0: were you a midget or a dwarf? Ooh, like you didn't. You know what's the difference? Um, well, there's a difference. One smaller than the other. Was uh, a
2: derogatory term for a short person, and yeah. a dwarf is actually genetically
3: an issue. You're a midget. I think I, think I was a dwarf. You're, You're a, a had the big head? <laughs> uh, I didn't see myself in a mirror. <laughs> I just knew that my head only came up
0: to about her vagina. How were, her, how were your little sausage fingers? <laughs> uh, oh, that, that's <laughs> creepy. That's what got you in the door. Did you walk? <laughs> your yeah. face
3: came up to her vagina.
0: Right. Were you walking all bow-legged like some creep?
3: I don't remember any of that. I, I only remember... I don't... The experience of being a dwarf wasn't very realistic. I only remember that I knew I was one and had to convince this broad to bang me because of it. Hmm. And she was into it. Well, how was that not real other day? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: you're right. I still had to beg, basically, to get some action. Please. Right.
0: Well, that's good. I'm sorry that you didn't see your dream realized. Mm. But, um, you know, hey, you learned something today. It made me sad. You live
3: life on the other side. We'll always have this, though. Speaking of sad... Yeah. Yes. Oh. Speaking of sad, Bobby Brown's still alive. I don't know if you guys heard, but Bobby Brown is still alive.
0: Devastating. You oh, know, yeah, yeah, he was all choked up. In a world where OJ's doctor... Gets convicted of wrongful death. No, 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 no. Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. Michael Jackson's doctor, like right? Yeah. Yeah, and okay, Bobby stop. Brown I'm still walks out. the earth, right? Something wrong. He killed this lady. Come on, poor lady. Yeah. <laughs> Who did? Who cares? Bobby Brown. No, we. Just- he entered. He, he. They hooked up. He was the bad boy. She was the good girl. And then she started hitting that pipe. Because Bobby Brown. Next thing you know, twenty years so later, he's, he's dead. Guilty. He should be in jail for that. Yeah, hey, if if Michael Jackson's doctor is. Listen. I'd be doing 20 to life. I was just going to say, if Doc was
3: in jail for everything he introduced me to, he'd be doing 20 that, to life. And I'm only you, one guy.
0: But you're not dead yet. <laughs> that's true. When you die, I'm going to take him to court. You'll take Doc no. to court. Uh, you showed, you made Justin have fun. That's how Bobby did. He gave her a little fun in her life. Man, she was on the downhill part of the roller coaster yeah. at that point. Woo! Right to the bottom. Yeah. She got real ghetto. Is this your favorite song of hers, though? Um no I, I I the theme from the bodyguard uh, you know I will always love, love you it, how do you turn away from that right We are, she's singing it to her mom <laughs> You should be playing the clip of uh, Serge Gainsborough talking to Whitney Houston Oh that's a good That'd clip. be a good tribute clip we, we play a shocking amount of
7: Whitney Houston on this show We do I don't think we've ever played Whitney Houston no. We played I will always love
2: you Oh that okay. was like the best call of last One. year Two songs now. Is <laughs> That's two hundred percent too much by my math. Well, nobody else gets two songs. <laughs> right. That's true. fire. Still Panther. Well yeah. Um yeah. You know. Iron Butterfly doesn't even get two songs. F- two songs.
6: That's no.
0: True. I think they only have one song. Well they have two, but they have two versions of one song. Real short and real long. <laughs> well we only want the real long. All right, I didn't want to spend too much time in that
3: situation. But you are. I just I wanted to. to mention. Oh, you want to bring to, uh, us down? I just wanted to mention that Bobby Brown's still alive. Oh,
0: <laughs> we are aware.
3: Should have played some Bobby Brown instead. What's his
0: song? What's his song? Uh, my prerogative. That's right. Right, it's my prerogative. Let's see, I back got it here. Somewhere. It's the way that I want to live. It's my prerogative. <laughs> it's my
6: prerogative.
3: I have some ghetto like cousins and aunts and stuff. They're all about, like, Whitney and Bobby. It's got to be, right? They're sad right that's now. A, that's yeah. old school. I had, to, I had to call and be like, I'm sorry, Auntie. I was cheering him on. I was rooting for him. Yeah. Yeah, it was a weird beginning. Wow. And I don't remember angels. this being the uh, beginning to my so prerogative. Who found,
2: who found Whitney face down in the bathtub? H- uh, her bodyguard, I think. Well, if he was really the bodyguard, he probably wouldn't let her go 12 <laughs> hours.
3: I don't think I have full access to my prerogative. I can only play thirty seconds of it. Is that going to bother anybody? I'm in a little bit, yeah. (laughs) Doc was just—I heard him pull up in the Hummer. He was playing this. Oh yeah. God, I haven't heard this song since I was eight.
8: (laughs) No right. Middle school. Everybody's talking all this stuff about me.
3: Jp's jam.
6: Tell
8: Tell me why. why.
3: Susie knows it over there, too. Where's my big pants? <laughs> Your Cavaricis? Yeah.
2: It's, it's <laughs> no, 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 no. I never wore the ones up here, man. <laughs>
0: no. And I don't give a damn.
6: That's my shit I learned all Kee-o. my dance moves from Bobby
3: Brown
0: That's some mirage shit like, like the right hook and the <laughs> Yeah, and
3: the, and
6: and the, and the, the, uh, the Top right the line It's weird, it's like you,
0: you kind of hold
3: one hand in front of your um, your mouth And your other hand kind of rotates over the top of it Like it's a pipe, it's yeah. a really cool dance move Yeah It's really uh, You know what I'm talking about, Tasty yeah, I know what you're about. Hey, <laughs> life imitates art Who's art? <laughs> He's a dick mm. Anyway, there you go. What a talent. All right, I got a big show for you today. Uh, Clay Robinson, he's the head brewer and owner over at Sun King Brewing Company. They're from uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, I think. Did I get that right? Indy. And they won a crapload. There's no other way to say it than a crapload of medals at the Great American Beer Festival in 2011. if you want to get specific, it's a shit ton. (laughs) Did they win Did they win like one of the something breweries of the year like there's small brewery of the year, large brewery of the year. I wonder with <laughs> medium we, with that something. many medals they must have won one of those. I
7: don't I could be wrong but I don't think so. They did win uh Indiana mm-hmm. Brewery of the Year. Um the the not sunking but, Sun only, King, like, but two. the two brewers that run it, <laughs> oh. Clay and his partner won it uh, a few years ago. But I don't think they did this year. Okay.
3: Well, we'll find out all about that. If you're into Sun King Brewing Company and by the looks of their awards resume, you should be. Then uh, we're going to have them on the show in just a little while. 888-401-BEER, that's the number. Susie Q's in the chat room. She'll take your questions and send them over to me. Just hit the chat button on the website. Don't use the chat at our video site, which is justin.tv slash brewing network. But you can watch the live studio cam there. Just don't worry about that chat room. Hit the chat now button on thebrewingnetwork.com. It'll it'll suck you in. Uh, uh, And Susie will send us questions that way. I don't have much of a voice. I've been drinking and yelling since Thursday. Uh, yeah, you Week. sound great. Beer Week. I, f- I had friends in town. and uh, yeah, Opening night was uh, Friday, the uh, San Francisco yeah. Beer Week opening night. It was a great venue. Uh, I don't even know what it's called. It Concourse like- Exhibition Center. Yeah. I almost you, got
2: sucked into going over to that.
3: It was good, man. Yeah. Uh, good time. Um, and then it was uh, after that. I went from that to uh, Schumann's karaoke birthday mm-hmm. extravaganza. I almost got sucked
2: into that one, too.
0: And uh well, you almost had fun. Yeah. <laughs> you almost had fun, Fred. Instead, uh Doc d- did nothing. <laughs> uh, I went home and licked my wounds.
3: <laughs> I almost did things I wanted to do. <laughs> uh yeah, so anyway, I apologize, I'll be a raspy all night, but uh that's what happens during beer weeks. That's true. Beer week. But speaking of beer week, we still got some good things coming up. Um you know Sean Paxton's got a dinner, the three ring circus. Uh, that's coming up Wednesday, this Wednesday, the day after uh, Valentine's Day.
2: Yeah, that sounded really good.
3: It's like a, it's yeah. not just one of his crazy beer dinners, but it's actually a, a circus, there's circus acts there as well. It sounds like a Vegas show, practically. He told, he promised Facebook today that there are no clowns. So you don't, if, you, if you're afraid of clowns. I'm afraid of clowns. <laughs> don't worry about it. You can go. There's no clowns. My, my
2: kids make fun of me.
3: Really? Yeah. They, Daddy, that's scary? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Stop Daddy, did you just piss yourself again? <laughs> yeah. yeah, get that clown out of my face. Oh, there, there's there's one Daddy.
2: video game that the, 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 the main character, and they show it on, it's just, just clown it's with twisted guy metal. Oh, and, and they left it on there on purpose.
3: <laughs> so that when you walk out in the morning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All
0: right. That's kind of awesome. Like <laughs> your kids. Well, oh, there's no clowns at Paxson's yeah. thing. Uh, are, you, are you almost going to go to Paxson's thing, Doug? <laughs> yeah.
3: No, it's Wednesday. Can't do that. i yeah. yeah, do Wednesday. No, it's too bad. Well, it's Wednesday, February 15th at 6 p.m. in San Francisco. It's a three ring circus, a brewer's dinner, and sideshow presented by Sean Z. Paxton. And it's got Speakeasy, Ninkasi, and Schmaltz, uh, yeah. Moscow's boys, over oh, there at Schmaltz. I don't mean because they're also Jews. I mean because they're like friends with them. Yeah. I wasn't being racist. Oh, okay. But the, no. the, the menu. Be- it's both, let's y- face it. You can
2: see the menu online. It looks pretty good. It looks pretty, it, looks yeah. pretty good, yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: You got gourmet popcorn to start, And then the the first course is uh, lobster and prawn uh, moose infused with Ninkasi Believer Double Red Ale wrapped around, stuff uh, soul fillets. Wow, uh, second course is a like a special Willie Bird smoked turkey drumstick.
0: Wait, I, did you say moose in that last course? Yeah, it's uh, moose prawn in o u s. Yeah, lobster and prawn moose. Okay, is that wrong? No, I'm thinking M O O S E. Are moose? <laughs> no, so Paxton's not only like, like wow. making all this food, but he's into like cryptozoology <laughs> and shit now. <laughs> I hope you.
3: that Paxton one day has like a endangered species ten course meal. Yeah, and it's all things you know that we shouldn't be eating. Bald eagle for the first course. <laughs> white, <laughs> white tiger is the main course. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> panda ovaries. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. You know, there'll be Ninkasi-infused panda ovaries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In with, his defense. Yeah, <laughs> infused with uh, critical hits. <laughs> yes. This is what I want. I want him to have a endangered species 10-course <laughs> meal. Um, let's see. Oh, man, he's got everything on this. It's a uh, it's a nine-course meal, and I think it's only like 120 bucks. You can go right now to Three threeringcircus.eventbrite.com. It's Wednesday night at 6 o'clock. It uh, looks like I'm going to be there. I want to go to this thing, because I want to see the Circus X, too. Uh, if you haven't had Sean's food, that's the reason to go. Right. I have had Sean's food, so the the bonus for me is that I'm hoping that there's like a sword swallower running around or something, and like a fire-breathing...
0: Dragon man? ...person.
3: No. Yeah. Oh, what if there's a bearded lady? Oh. Come on, you want to go just to see if there's a bearded uh, uh, lady. I hope it's after my food. <laughs> I don't even care. I want to see a bearded lady.
7: You don't need to go to this event to see a bearded
0: lady in San Francisco. <laughs> That's true. You go to the Mission. I'm picturing Carnival. That show that was on HBO a few years back. Yeah, I never saw it. Oh, just a bunch of weird, creepy freaks. Yeah. Actually, now it just be carnies hanging out. Now I'm picturing the movie Freaks, <laughs> that old black and white movie where there's some couple pinheads running around. And oh, wait, they want a... me to drink out of a big goblet, and I don't want to. And I <laughs> would love this.
3: I want this dinner
0: to happen. <laughs> I, I can see the pre-show being like oddities, <laughs>
3: <laughs> right? So go get tickets right now. You can go to Three Ring circus.eventbright.com and it's the beer dinner of the week by our good friend Sean Paxton. And I'd like to see you out there. We'll be there. Me chilling, too, chilling out. Uh, all right. Then on Thursday we've got our own event happening at uh, Zeitgeist. Now, if you don't know Zeitgeist, it's one of the very cool beer bars in San Francisco. Yeah, it's that's kind rad. of a biker bar, like bicycler. Yeah, but gear. also motocycler biker bar.
0: Yeah, but not Harley bar. No, I think it is more like fixed Not like gear leather versus tattoos. like no. motorized. More
3: like the Who were the you you have, who were the two groups that used to fight each other and one group drove triumphs and the other drove uh, other things in the 50s? The greaser, the
7: the, the Sochas and the and the, yeah, the greasers
3: like, and the uh, it's more like oh, the Socha it, bar, it's like the
7: outsiders,
3: right? Yeah, but there's a real name for those Not people. The jets and the they're oh, called no, hipsters. Jet? I have no
0: idea. Help me out. I don't
3: know, man. I'm sorry. Anyway, it's more like the anyway, it's a great fucking bar is the point. I'm it's a good going bar. Going off on a motorcycle, and they the still end. let you in. Uh, so what we're doing is a radio show, a live show there with Matt Brindleton from Firestone Walker, and also Lars Larson from uh, Metallica. Right. No, no, from Trumer. From oh, Trumer. wait. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, one I like and one I don't. Okay, yeah. Okay. You like the Trumer one? Yes, yeah. So
3: Lars Larson will be there uh, from Trumer Brow Rye. And I am still, still going to be there. We're doing a radio show with those guys. Just to talk about, uh, I'm telling you, Matt's got so many things up his sleeve right now, and uh, he's got a few things lined up for us to talk to uh, the Trumer guys about. And and what I mean is, you know, the Trumer guys right now, they just brew their Pilsner, which I love. It's a, yeah. it's a great Pilsner. Yeah. But for example, you know Firestone is having their first ever uh, beer festival down. We got to go to that in in June. I do want to go, and one of their requirements is that you have to send a specialty one-off beer. And Trumer doesn't do that right now. So the cool thing is, I think, is that Matt's going to kind of talk to him right on the show and be like, so. I want you to dry hop or barrel age one of your pilsners to bring down oh, to yeah. this event. So we're going to get to find out how this kind of strictly German brewery, what are they going to do, because that's the only way they get to show up at the Firestone Fest. They, they could throw something
2: in a nasty barrel. Oh, yeah. Get oh. a little sour pill. Oh, That'd be pretty yeah. good. Yeah. I would oh. like that.
0: Yeah.
3: So this like- is the kind of stuff we're going to talk about, and you can come out and ask questions, too. It's at Zeitgeist in San Francisco, and um, it's at 6 o'clock. And I think it's free to get in. There's just going to be a bunch of uh, uh, Firestone beer on tap. <laughs> bunch of losers, ain't <laughs> it? bunch of Firestone yeah. beer on tap. That sounds good, man. And you can uh, hang out with us for like an hour and a half. Right? I, I am
2: to uh, inked to go to the Anchor thing on Saturday. I'll what? be I'll be there.
3: What's the Anchor thing?
2: Uh, it's the Homebrew Club of the Year kind of thing that they put on. Uh, oh,
3: California Homebrew Club
2: California of the Year? California home, yeah. Homebrew Club of the Year. Who won that Oh, thing? right. I don't know.
0: It wasn't hey, us. No. no, so it wait, doesn't matter. How come we didn't win it? Uh,
2: because, I don't know. Not, if we, if we it, win
0: the it, the nationals, we should win the no, fucking no, state it, one. It, it, Every
2: you, state. You have no. You have to write a really nice essay. You <laughs> write a very stern <laughs> letter. No, it's, it's pretty much like uh, telling you all you did and and making yourself.
3: Really, it's up, not yeah. an awards-based thing. It's no, a letter. It's an essay contest. It's an essay contest. Can I write it? Fuck yeah. Yes. Can I write it for yes. next year? JP, right. you are now writing our essay
6: contest. Oh yeah,
2: definitely. Uh, but they they they, uh, they encourage the local homebrew clubs to uh, come on, and they they give X amount of tickets to uh, the local homebrew clubs to show up and things. Okay. And uh, we didn't it's, get it's any a good X part. amount of tickets.
0: How do we get X tickets? We're a homebrew club. We're a local homebrew club. Yeah. Wow. I'm like yelling at Doc, because like he yeah, is, is involved and gives a shit. So. <laughs> right, it's not even in that order. Right,
3: <laughs> <laughs> right I got to get through these because I got Ron Price, uh, another AHA candidate, on the line. So just real quick, you know, you can go to Amazon through our website. There's a, a link right on the homepage. You can buy an iPhone case through our website. It's got a BN hop grenade and a bottle opener, and you can shop in the BN store. All these things uh, are great ways to support the Brewing Network. Plus, there are brand new iPhone and Android apps in both marketplaces, one in yeah. iTunes and one in Marketplace. They're free. Go check them out. So if your old one's not working, it's because it doesn't exist anymore. So
2: I don't have to buy the new one? Nope, free. It's free. Like I did the old one?
3: Actually, you have to buy the new one. Everyone else um, free. I, I bought the old one. Oh, then you're good. All right, your grandfather did. Okay. Well, all right, watch all this on justin.tv slash brewing network. Subscribe and join the BN Army. Become a recurring donor and enter, enter yourself uh, for a chance to win a uh, gift certificate every, every month to uh, over to our show sponsors at More Beer. That's right. More our fabulous Sunday session show sponsors, More Beer. Uh, all right, get all these updates and more over on Twitter and flip. It. All right, Scott the Jew, uh, send your show ideas over to him. Scott at the com. send feedback to feedback at the com. All right, so I told you you know what we've been doing is it's election time again at the American Home Brewers Association. and uh, in order to get on the governing committee, mm-hmm. you have to be elected. And we've been doing this for a couple of years now so that we can kind of get the word out about different candidates and why they would like to represent you on the governing committee got a governing committee tomorrow night uh, meeting tomorrow night as a matter of fact and we're talking about the issues
0: oh the issues as uh, pertain to me yeah we
3: talk about all the issues and the things that are important to homebrewers what and, about the stuff And we give our recommendations about the issues and the things but no so, stuff uh, not very much stuff that would that's too lax we're very serious about wow. what things
0: do. not stuff You guys uh, disappoint me again.
3: So, Ron Price is another of our AHA candidates running for the governing committee this year. I believe there are seven people running for uh, three spots, and we've talked to a couple of them. And uh, here we have Ron Price on the line. Hey, Ron, how are you? Great.
9: How are you doing?
3: I'm doing okay. And, uh, Ron, where are you from? Delaware. Home of Dogfish. Oh, home of Dogfish even. So the man likes his crazy beers from Dogfish, I bet. That's
9: right. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate
3: it. Yeah, thanks for being with us. I think it's a helpful way to, you know, just kind of get the word out about you different guys running for these things, so that people can vote. Um, so let's get to some basics. How long you been homebrewing, Ron?
6: Well,
9: first off, I just want to say kudos to you and a big thumbs up to the Brewing Network. Uh, an awesome resource and source of entertainment for thousands of homebrewers. He's done a great, great justice to the homebrewing community. Um, I re- really enjoy the program. I actually listen to probably just about every Bruce Strong. I'm working my way through the uh, Sunday sessions, but I love the show and uh, just uh, you've done a great justice. Well, anyway. thanks,
3: brother. I thanks, appreciate man. that. That's
0: awesome. Yeah, very good. Cool.
9: Don't listen
3: but, to uh, too many Sunday shows in a row. It'll, <laughs>
5: it'll, it'll it
3: turn you. In, it'll turn you into an asshole. And and we yeah. don't need any more of those on the governing committee. We have me.
5: So. Well, I guess
9: that's enough, huh?
3: Yeah, that's <laughs> enough. One, <laughs> enough. One, is enough. <laughs> so, how long have you been brewing, Ron?
9: I've been brewing about twenty years. Uh, Nineteen, I believe it was ninety-two. Started brewing extract. Eventually moved into all grain. Uh, built a uh, Brutus Tank clone system. Uh, you know, got a couple chest freezers converted into lagering chests and fermentation chests and. You know, brew as often
4: as I can. So let
3: me let me just write this down as your first qualification. I want everyone to understand something. Ron understands the importance of fermentation temperature control in his home brewing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, that's, uh, uh, as
6: Jamil says, I mean that's
9: rule number one. I can't agree more.
2: You know, well, it's it's not a get to it later kind of issue. issue. Get right
3: to it. Yeah, I like it. Good job, Ron. Yeah, thanks. And have you been to the National Homebrewers Conference before?
9: Oh yeah, I've been. Uh, up, I was at San Diego last year. I went to the went to your great BN anniversary party. That was, uh, an awesome uh, performance up on stage there.
3: Uh, <laughs> All right, uh, Ron. I, I
9: enjoyed really that. That was really cool. Thanks, man. Um, awesome. Yeah, and uh, what a what a great weather and just a fabulous resort there, man. I mean, that, that fantastic time. I'll be in Seattle this year again. So good. Um, looking forward to that, and okay. of course, I'm sure you'll have another anniversary party.
3: Nah, we're skipping this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are going to do it. I think we're doing it at Elysian, but I still got to work out the details. But I think we're doing it up there. So, all I have, right, I think it'll be fun. It'll be. It'll probably be fun.
2: You know,
3: <laughs> like a five or a six. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ron, tell me why you want to be on the uh, governing committee.
9: Well, um, as you may already know, I, you know, I ran last year. I lost by uh, thirty votes, is what I'm told, uh, with the the encouragement from uh, Crispy and Gordon Strong and Danny Kahn, Uh You know. Uh, the AHA is a fabulous organization, uh, awesome benefits. I mean, they've paved the way for homebrewers. Uh, You know, you got Zymergy Magazine, Zymergy Pub Discount, uh, Tech Talk, you know, the AHA Forum, the website. uh, I mean, they've really, you know, they're there for the homebrewers. They've paved the way. And, you know, I want to be a part of that. I want to, you know, serve as basically, an East Coast AHA ambassador. Uh, we don't have any East Coast reps on, on, on the governing committee, and I really want to bring that to the committee and, and to, you know, my East Coast brothers and sisters uh, by promoting activities and, and programs and hopefully strengthen the AHA, you know, with, uh, from an educational standpoint, uh, you know, by communicating uh, suggestions, complaints, you know, and so forth. Uh, you know, I really, really think we need that, and I think I can bring it. And I just, uh,
3: you know, with your support and with the right votes, we'll do it. Well, I'll tell you what, Ron, I do Pretty like good. the idea that we need some East Coast uh, blood in there because you know the the main role of the governing committee. We don't we don't really make the decisions in there, right? We just uh, the, the, the you know Gary and the team at the Homebrewers Association, and even sometimes the Brewers Association. They they kind of bring up topics that that need discussing and that they've got to make decisions about, and they just asked our our, our input. And I think right. that a good uh, you know spread of the regions of our country, getting some people uh, from the East Coast you and know. the South, and a little bit from everywhere to to provide that input, so that they can make the decisions for the for the good of the group, is a is a good idea. So I like to hear that, Ron. Absolutely,
9: yeah.
3: Uh, I think you'll do a great job just because you're a listener to the program. Actually,
0: that's what I think. <laughs> I think that's that's the only reason
9: all well, <laughs> right win or lose i'll I'll still be listening so you can count on me there even better
2: okay yeah. a question is if you lose by ten votes this mm. time mm-hmm. will you run
3: again next year good question
9: well I think I will but you know that let's let's get through this you know this round first right. and and then you know um uh, we'll see how things fare there and and, and then make a decision after that. But.
0: Spoken like a good politician, by right? Way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Focus on the now. I don't I don't want to know your plan for two years down the road. I don't want that. No, now. Now, now
7: now. Well speaking of the now, Justin, are you gonna enact your policy of supporting the guy who we have on the line for this half an hour?
3: Well, I was gonna change the policy a little bit. I, I had an important question about that. Ron, um, I just wondered how much you would pay me to pad the votes a little bit in your favor. It's called air time. And by the way, paying in beer is fine. I
9: was just going
3: to say, what, a couple cases of homebrew, will that work? Yep. Yeah, All right, I yeah. changed my endorsement from last week and the week before and the week before that. Now it's Ron Price. It's now Ron Price. All right, Ron Price. Ron Price <laughs> now has my the best candidate. <laughs> yes. I, however, require a money order. Do you think that next year, everyone will request like to be the last person interviewed? Yes. <laughs> so oh, sure. Well, actually, it should, like should be the, per- right.
2: the, the pe- people that actually
0: have the beer here.
3: <laughs> oh, that's true. We really could turn this you into know, a bribery do, situation.
0: Next year, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a debate. Oh, like we're going to f- pick a topic, and we're going to do a proper debate with all of the candidates.
3: Homebrewers don't debate, though. They end up yeah. just going, I don't know, I like you, and you like me. Fine. I know. I think it'd be awesome. It would be great.
0: <laughs> just to see, because I'm sure there'd be one guy just like, no! <laughs> right. It'd be like the me of the group. How Ron, fun? will you
3: be the F it, we're all friends here guy, or will you be the no guy? Well, it, it, yeah,
9: I could be both, I guess, but, you know, hey. Whatever, whatever's needed. Yeah, that's great. Right, that's great. Right.
0: That's your answer, Ron. Whatever you guys need me
2: to be,
7: I'll be. Remember, Justin, in politics, it's not called bribery; it's called uh, lobbying. A oh, lobbying.
2: That's yeah. true. That's how, true. How about we get a case of beer from each of them, and best brewer wins. <laughs> that's, that's our best. Our support. Right. I, our, I like th- that idea.
3: Hey, it's not bad, right? We could maybe do that.
2: Because you, then we can fall back on, hey, you know what you're doing.
3: <laughs> that's true. The beer was good. It showed it. Well, Ron, all kidding aside, uh, it sounds like you've got a a good reason to join the governing committee. And I like that you're from the East Coast there, too, uh, where my family's from, although not Delaware. Uh, So i like to hear that. You can vote for Ron or any of the candidates over at uh, homebirdsassociation.org. And they'll be putting their statements and profiles up there. And then uh, you can cast your vote for any one of the guys. And uh, Ron Price is one of them. He's run for a couple of years now and lost by just a small margin last year. So sounds to me like he's pretty dedicated and interested about being on that board. And you know what? I I know it sounds kind of cliche, but that's half the battle. You really want someone who wants to be there and wants to be there bad. So Mm -hmm. sounds pretty good to me. Um anything else,
9: Ron, before we go? Hey, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys in Seattle again and uh you know, just uh keep keep the good words coming. I mean, you guys are great. I, I really appreciate it, and thanks for having me on and uh let's let's do it. I mean I just want to win this one.
6: All right.
3: I'm rooting for Ron this week, everybody. Thanks for being on the program, brother. Cheers. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Take care. Bye. Equal time. All right. Sounds like either way, we're going to be seeing Ron out in Seattle. i like to hear that. Went to the anniversary party, which means he probably doesn't remember most of the rest of the week.
2: (laughs) Which is good for us. It's It's a good kickoff party. Yeah.
3: All right. Uh, American Homebrewers Association. I think actually just homebrewersassociation.org. You can go check it out. And, uh, you know, the most important thing, and all these candidates who are, are on the program, they know this. Really, the most important thing is that you go vote, and and you know the voting over the last few years has really increased, and um, it, and that you know part of that started with an increase in, in membership with the AHA, but it also really came from having these guys on the Brewing Network too, because you get to hear them and, and you get involved. So if you're an AHA member and uh, and you should be. Uh, You can do that also through our homepage. There's an AHA button right there, and you can become a member, and uh, we get a little kickback from that, too, so it's a nice way to support us both. But more importantly, if you're a member, just vote. Just vote for one of these guys. Uh, because it really shows the HA that you're paying attention as well and that these are the things you're, uh, you know, they're important to you. And I'm telling you, the guys sitting around that table and, and women, forgive me, the, the men and women sitting oh, around he that table. You or she. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, they really do speak their minds for you guys. Uh, they have a lot to say and they're constantly looking out for, uh, the competition aspect of the Homebrewers Association, the, um, uh, the pub discount program aspect of the of your membership, the Zymergy, every bit yeah. of it's important to the people sitting around that table. So, you know, vote for the one you think is going to represent you best. Good enough?
0: Great good. enough, as a matter of fact. Oh, I think yeah, it's too yeah. good. I think we have it too good as homebrewers nowadays. <laughs> Let's go right. back and make it worse. Yeah. I'm working on it. I'm on the committee. Don't worry. <laughs> I will take this project and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, how my,
3: that's how my contributions go every time. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Clay Robinson from Sun King Brewing uh, in Indianapolis. And uh, we'll talk about the GABF medals that they've won, their history, and they're now like the third largest brewery in the state, I believe. So pretty big deal. Hang in there. 888-401-BEER if you got questions or hit the chat now button. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Brewcasters. The Brewcasters. On the Brewing Network.
1: Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hi, I'm
3: Jamel
4: Zanishev, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own Magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping
0: for the home brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home
1: brew for Brew Your Own Magazine. Greetings, greetings. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. <laughs> Read your way to better homebrew. Nika, listen, our lawyer
0: said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months. To the next meeting. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional.
1: Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients, and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their new Snap Lock stainless steel cam lock fittings will make connecting your pump or heat exchanger quick and easy. Or check out their exclusive paintball tank-based draft beer equipment. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to WilliamsBrewing.com to browse their vast selection. That's WilliamsBrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. This is WWW. Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel and watch
3: those yeast have sex.
1: You're, You're listening
6: to the Google
3: Network. I
11: didn't mean to hurt your buddy. I didn't mean to steal her away. I know she meant a lot to your buddy. But she and I are here to stay. You know I gotta. Something was wrong when I was drunk last night But not as drunk as your I know you don't like seeing us together I know you've her your whole life I still don't know just how we got together But you started looking good around five You know, I kind of had a feeling that something was wrong when I was drunk last night Oh i
3: Welcome back to the program, boys and girls. Thanks for sticking with us. We're about to talk to Clay Robinson from Sun King Brewing. Uh, But first of all, you know, as we talk to Clay and we're talking about different recipes and different beers and things like that, there's one thing I want you to keep in mind, and that's that you can get free brewing software for 21 days over at Beersmith.com. That's right. At Beersmith.com, you get a free 21-day trial version of the uh, Beersmith brewing software, which is hands down the best brewing software on the market. It's very robust. You can do a ton of things with it as a homebrew. You won't even use half the features that are in this program, unless you just kind of like to sit around and geek out. But you can track inventory, schedule brewing activities, convert recipes automatically from all-grain to extract. That's a a fun thing to do, especially for new brewers and uh, brewers kind of moving from extract uh, up to all-grain, too. You can move some of your favorite recipes that way. Over 300 recipes available at beersmith.com recipe site and thousands more across the web. Uh, BeerSmith equipment profiles even let you match your personal equipment to uh the system. You can adjust any recipe to your equipment in a few seconds. So you know you can like uh, adjust your efficiency and you know all the stuff you could do with, with some of the other software. Except yeah. it's much more robust. It's available both on Mac and a PC. A PC. And if you have a problem with it, the guy will even answer your email. Which is about rare. What's wrong in the, with your uh brewing software?
0: Yeah, in the brewing software uh, realm, yes. that's a rarity. Uh, the guy also writes
3: a blog. It's blog.beersmith.com. It's Brad's his name over there, and he's a nice dude. Actually, he does a podcast, too. I think I'm going to be a guest on the show in a couple weeks. Uh, he talks to different uh, you know, beer luminaries like me.
0: Yeah, we are? You and I? Like me. Oh. we stuff.
3: Yeah. Mm. Anyway, you don't have to take my uh, word for it. There's a free 21-day trial. Just go to beersmith.com and check it out.
2: He does, does give you email updates and you know, cool little tips and all kinds of stuff.
3: It's good stuff. Can you take our word for it? No no, no. no. Shit. All right, let's talk to Clay Robinson. He's from Sun King Brewing. Clay, you with us? I am here. How we doing? We're doing great. Hey, thanks for being on the program. I appreciate it. No problem. Clay, where is Sun King located exactly, so I, I make sure I don't screw this up? On oh, the sun. Uh,
12: sun King is located in downtown Indianapolis, Indiana.
3: Okay. And
12: you guys... So are in the middle of the Midwest.
3: Middle of the Midwest, right where we where I fly over all the time. The exactly. Is where you're saying... And you guys, according to my notes, were uh, the first brewery since, like, uh, 1948. Is that right?
12: Uh, yeah, we had a local brewery, the Indianapolis Brewing Company, that uh, shuttered its doors somewhere after Prohibition. Uh, we were the full, first full-scale production brewery. We had a dozen or so uh, brew pubs around town, but nobody was uh, crafting beer and distributing it to our local area with that as their real purpose
3: okay so is sunk so Sun King doesn't have like a restaurant attached and things like that you're you're a production brewer you're a real just we just make beer
12: yes we are a twenty seven thousand square foot facility we started out with about thirteen but have grown over the past few years and wow. um, we're a straight up production facility we do have about uh fifteen hundred to two thousand square feet that is a tasting room that we do sampling and you know, as well as cans, merch, all of that stuff. But um, our main focus is beer. We don't do
3: food. We just do beer. That's a pretty big
7: facility. Well, uh, beer is food, man. That's
3: right. Well, beer is food, true. true. <laughs> so uh, you say you expanded from like 13,000 uh, square feet. Did, did you? Was it the same building that you just kind of started buying the rest
6: of it?
12: it yeah it is the same building we actually we lease, but um there there's a mirror image of the the original space on the other side of the wall okay. um, and conveniently as we were growing and becoming more successful, the people on the other side of the wall who run a uh, a, a tire balancing uh, they make automated tire balancing equipment out of Detroit uh-huh. they were kind of downsizing so um, over the course of the last few years, they started downsizing. We started needing more space, so we shared some warehouse space for a while. And at the beginning of this year, we they moved to another building, and we took over the whole facility and their offices and everything. So
0: good for you. Can you think uh, of two building. more two industries that are more polar opposites? Auto and beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's no, supposed to be tire rubber. balancing. don't go, go together. Yeah. All right. That's where the rubber hits the road. <laughs> yes.
3: Uh, so, how many barrels your brew house? Uh, we have a thirty-barrel
12: Newlands brew house that uh, we installed last February. We were originally we started out with a used fifteen-barrel JV Northwest that we pulled out of Stone Coast Brewery in Maine after it went out of business, and we used that for about a year and a half. But our first our first year was two thousand and nine, and we did about five hundred and sixty barrels. And in our first full year, which was two thousand and ten, we did five thousand and twenty three barrels. Wow!
3: Wow! Nice growth, then, man. Same
12: yeah, and in 2011 we did a shy of ten thousand.
3: Excellent work. So, uh, so Indianapolis likes your beer.
5: Uh, they they appear to like our beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: So uh, let's get down to some of that beer because uh, you know we've got some in front of us that we want to taste. But I just want to find sure. out a little bit about your history first too. You know how did how did you get into craft brewing? Were you a home brewer?
12: Uh, I actually wasn't a home brewer. Um, I got into craft beer while I was in college. I went to college at a little liberal arts school here in Indiana. Um, and i worked my way through college at an english pub that had a, a six draft lineup with like Guinness, Bass, Harp, Steinlager, Newcastle, Murphy's and a couple of rotating uh rotating imports and then they had a beer cooler that had i don't know 50 or 60 different craft beers from around the country at the time and uh even when i was like 19 the guy who ran the place felt like if you worked an honest day's work. At the end of the day, you deserve to shift beer, so if you were under 21, you just had to drink it in the kitchen. So nice. every time I uh, every time I got done with work, I would just pick a new beer and try new beers, and that really kind of expanded my, my beer horizons, and then after I got out of college, I continued to work in restaurants, and uh, in 1999, I was a server at the Rock Bottom in downtown Indianapolis, and they had a position that opened up in the brewery, and when I started there, I had to do brew tours and learn about the process, and I was completely amazed that it was a job that uh, that a normal person like myself could have. So um, I got along with the brewers, and I started talking to them a little bit. And one day, they said, "Hey, there's a position opened up, and you seem like you've got a good head on your shoulders and a good work ethic. You ever think about making beer for a living?" And that's pretty
3: much how it started. Wow! Wow! Right place, right time. Yeah. Hard working. Yeah. You know, right,
12: right place, right time, right attitude. Uh, I started out there uh, actually right about now. This time. He's twelve. So this time about thirteen years ago I started brewing beer. I was the assistant brewer there for a little over a year, and the brewer who had come into town to run the place had spent the last four years in Colorado um, and hated Indianapolis and said, I am going to work my hardest to take the fastest first transfer out of Indianapolis. So if you will bust your ass and uh, learn as much as you can, then when I get out of here, I will recommend you for the position. So I pretty much spent the next year or so reading every single book I could get my hand on, every magazine, publication, trade publication, Uh, You know, the first book that he gave me was The New Complete Joy of Homebrewing. So I read everything I could get my hands on.
6: Nice. Um,
12: I worked. 60 hours a week, even though I was salaried at 40 hours a week and a little over a year after I started as the assistant brewer, um, he got moved to Seattle and uh, the guy who ran the brewing program for Rock Bottom at the time said, uh, I don't think you're quite ready for this, but your heart's in the right place and yeah, I think that you're going to do a great job, so uh, don't disappoint me, you're the new head brewer at Rock Bottom, so I kind of took over at that point in time and then spent another year of my life realizing that I was in way over my head and trying to
6: figure out what the hell I was doing.
3: Yeah, it's uh, that's kind of a big jump, right? I mean, now being in charge of a of a fairly large brewery, each of the rock bottom locations go through a lot of beer. Yeah,
12: yeah, we did as a brew pub. We did about uh, about fifteen hundred barrels a year, so right. um, it was. It was definitely uh, it was definitely kind of a, a shock you know I went from being an assistant brewer and cleaning cleaning tanks and, and brewing beers and formulating a few recipes here and there to being in charge of the whole show and it really uh, it really there's a period of time where you know I'm like well, what the hell does Bill do he's off in the office here and there but he was off in the office doing cough centers and uh, and actually doing the running portion of a brewery which rock bottom at that point and their their history had uh, their, their brewers do and I, I think they' probably still do, although I've been gone for a long time. So it was definitely a very rude awakening when I realized that the job entailed about a thousand things that I never even imagined it entailed.
6: <laughs>
3: so just, you know, for some of our our homebrew listeners who, you know, want to make the jump or, or that do make the jump to, to pro brewing, was uh, were the surprises more on the, the brew house side or on the uh, management side? Uh
12: they were they were definitely on both sides. I would actually say that the surprises were more on the management side um you know and in the early 2000s late 90s early 2000s uh well in even most of the 2000s before rock bottom uh became the part of that whole works uh area of the world, um, yeah. each and every brewer at every location was responsible for all of their own recipes, um, and, and at the same point in time was responsible for the cost centers. And I'm, I've never really run, at that point, I'd never really run a business on that level before. So, um, you know, the, the administrative aspects, the TTB filings, um, the monthly paperwork that went along with everything that, that I had to do was, was definitely a, a little bit overwhelming. So there are a whole lot of things that go into – it was the first part, you know, I I was the assistant brewer for a year or so, and it was really a, a rude awakening in that, you know, as an assistant brewer, and actually when I left Rock Bottom, I said that if I ever got back into brewing, that what I wanted to do was be an assistant brewer, because as an assistant brewer, your job is to actually make beer. But as, <laughs> yeah. a head brewer, but as a head brewer, your job is actually to administrate everything, manage raw materials, schedule, and and you do still get to make beer, but uh, the assistant brewer job, that's the life for me.
3: Yeah, I was just going to kind of say back to you, Clay, that as I'm listening to you, I hear you say things like, you know, rude awakening and a little more difficult and some challenges. What I really hear is your brewing job became a miserable job of like kind of paperwork and management that you did not get into, you know, that's not why you got into brewing.
5: Yeah, that is
12: exactly what... And actually, uh, after four years with Rock Bottom, I, I actually left, and uh, I wasn't sure that brewing was what I wanted to do with my life. I spent a couple of years uh, working part-time construction and traveling, kind of enjoying my life and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And at the end of a couple of years of time working construction and the ends not quite meeting, um, I realized that what I really did want to do was brew beer, and uh, that was in 2005. My friend Dave... Cole, who is uh, my co-founder and business partner at Sun King, Uh, he was at the Ram downtown Indianapolis as well, which is a few blocks away, and we had been friends um, actually since before I started brewing because he was the assistant brewer at a little brew pub called Circle V, and when I was in college and wanted craft beer kegs, they were one of the only craft breweries in the area that actually sold kegs, so Dave used to help me load kegs into my car in like 97, 98 so Dave called and said, uh, hey, the Ram is expanding, opening another location, and we're expanding brewing operations at our main store, and I need somebody who knows how to operate a brewery. And uh, it was at perfect timing when I was actually running out of money trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life. So I started working with Dave at the end of 2005, and um at that point in time, over beers in a casual manner, we started this conversation about what would you do if you could open your own brewery, and that really spiraled into what was the best job you ever had, the worst job you ever had, what you love about this job, what you hate about this job. um, These are questions from
3: your partner, you're saying. These
12: things. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, That was okay. from my partner. So Dave and I, Dave and I, started brewing together in 2005, um, and at that point in time, realized well, we had been friends for a long time, but we realized that we saw eye to eye on a lot of things. We we collaborated on recipes, which is what we still do at Sun King, and you know, we would go back and forth, and you know, one or the other of us would come up with a recipe, and and the other person would look over it and go, you know, well, what are you what are you looking for out of this, and you know, why why did you do this, and what do you think about, you know, maybe maybe if we. Throwing a little bit of rye here and maybe if we switch out this top and you know, just kind of bounce things back and forth and um, I don't know, the, the collaborative process was really something that, uh, that was really fantastic because he was a, a fully qualified professional brewer, I was a fully qualified professional brewer and up until that point in time most of the guys I've worked with all, albeit them great guys they were uh, people that I was kind of training to do the job so um, working side by side with somebody else who had a similar skill Level was a really fantastic experience, and that was kind of kind of the birth of Sun King at that point in time. Okay, or what would become Sun
3: King. How about the cash? Because you guys sound passionate about it, like you know what you're doing, but it's an expensive endeavor.
8: Uh, it is it, definitely an expensive endeavor. So, actually,
12: um, during during our during our days together at the Ram, um, on a couple of different occasions, we were approached by people who were. Business people who thought that there would be a great opportunity wanted to open a brewery, thought it sounded cool or fun, had some money, and wanted to put something together and We entertained some conversations with these people, but uh, you know through the conversations um, and actually one of the one of the real catalysts of it uh we were talking with a guy, and he wanted me to leave the ram and help him open a brewery and At the same point in time, I really enjoyed the the camaraderie with Dave and so I was like well if i 'm going to leave." Dave is going to leave with me because, you know, the two of us make a really great brewing team. Um, and, we talked a little bit more, but we kind of came to this point where we realized, talking to these other people about what their ideas of a brewery were, that if we helped somebody else open their brewery with our skills, that in five years, we'd be no better off than we were working at the Ram. We'd be working for some asshole that we didn't like. Um, <laughs> right. Doing something that we didn't want to do. So that was really the kind of thing. Trying Somebody else wanting us to help them open a brewery made us realize, you know what, we should really get together and do this thing ourselves. So um, so there definitely was a lot of capital involved. We actually still make less money than we made at our last jobs. Okay. Um, so, so so professional brewing definitely not 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 really the
3: place to make a lot of not a lot of cash unless but it's uh, only... you have
12: a master brewer's degree and want to work for Budweiser, which is not really craft brewing. So
3: sure, and it's only been. I mean, in your defense, and and I think this goes for any small business too. Uh, I think it's good to, to caution people that it's not a big money industry. But also, you're pretty young. I, I you, you brewed your first batch in like 2009, right? Sure. So the yeah, fact yeah. that you've grown a lot and that you're turning a profit is a pretty huge deal. Oh yeah, um, you're. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I'd venture to say your salary will grow. You know.
12: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's definitely, I mean, it's something that we wanted to do because it's a, it's an investment in our future. I mean, yeah, the, the, yeah. the, the, salary cap for a, a craft brewer, like a professional craft brewer, the ceiling is pretty low. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you're working for corporate breweries, you're working for somebody else. So at the end of the day, like I said, you know, we wanted, we wanted to work for ourselves. We joke a lot, but, you know, at the end of day the, at the end of the day, the only asshole that we really have to answer to are ourselves.
3: Right. So. Which is often uh, the worst asshole. Let's be honest. But at least it's you. You know, you can tell yourself that.
5: Yes. So so uh, I,
12: I, I can be a little bit long-winded, but to make a, a long story short, we spent about three years going over ideas with things. We talked with a few other people. We decided we would band together, and we actually we spent about a year trying to plan a brew pub, which is all that Indianapolis had, and it's all we really knew. It was kind of our, our basic function. It's like, okay, well, you're going to open a brewery. You're going to do food. We had a chef and a restaurant partner, and we actually spent... The last year, we were together meeting every Sunday, going over plans and coming up with things. And in a year, we never came up with a name. Um, we we never incorporated. We never did anything. And it was like pushing a string uphill. And after a, a meeting one day, I remember looking at Dave, and I was like, man, this is never going to happen. You know, it's killing me. I hate, I hate, I hate the ram i hate working for this corporate brewery it's sucking the life out of me and like what if we just make beer and he looked at me he's like do you think that could work and i'm like well there are plenty of breweries around the country that just make beer no one here does it but let me go run some numbers because i had been doing all the spreadsheets for it anyway and i'll see it work tomorrow and we'll talk about it And i came back with some numbers and i said it works it's a completely different game but it totally works and yeah. at that point in time it was like it was like the wheels came off the train and it was headed you know full speed to hell so um, we, we, we really started grinding on things and everything started to hit. Um, and within, within four months, the summer of 2008, uh, we got to a point where something drastic had to happen because working, working 50 to 60 hours a week in a brewery and being exhausted at the end of the day was really no way to write a business plan. So summer of 2008, I quit my job on a leap of faith. Um, I took off to Alaska, which is where my, uh, my right now fiance was born and raised, spent a couple months in Alaska, uh, basically just clearing my head and working some construction up there and getting kind of a base and then came back from Alaska, and she went back to work bartending uh, while I locked myself in the house for six weeks and wrote a
3: business plan. Okay. See, sometimes uh-huh. that's just how you got to do it. You got to get fed up and go for it, you know? Uh-huh.
12: Yeah, and it, I think it, it definitely worked for me, so I, I find that getting fed up is great Great fuel for uh, angst and angst
3: is <laughs>
12: <Yeah. laughs> a great fuel for 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 your passion so
3: absolutely and for making kind of the changes you know everybody gets there's also a lot of comfort in in knowing that you're going to get a paycheck and and that that's what you have to do for your life but sometimes you got to get yeah. a little uncomfortable to do what you actually want to do. So
7: uh,
12: exactly, you know. exactly. So, so we had uh, actually the, the the roots of Sun King go back pretty far. That bar that I or that brew pub I was telling you that Dave worked at um, yeah. when he was the assistant brewer there. Um, there was a guy who owned an engineering firm that was about um, six blocks away from there, and they would come in every day of the week for lunch. and And that guy's name is Andy. Um, and Andy resurfaced while we were at the Ram, working together and talking about opening. A brewery, and in an offhanded conversation one day, uh, Andy said, "You know, you know, Dave, I've been pretty successful business wise, and I've got a little money. uh, I've got a little money, and uh, you know, you you've talked about wanting to do something. So, if you ever get a business plan together, I'd really like to have first crack at it. So, once I was done with the business plan, I went and I actually." During the whole course, I actually coerced my father, who is now seventy three, was seventy at the time, out of retirement. He'd been retired for the past five years, but is a very successful, long time entrepreneur, uh, commissioned sales guy, and great business mind. That Dave and I knew a lot about beer, but not a lot about business. So, if we were going to make a success out of this, we needed somebody with a cool head for yeah, business. So, it's a tough part. I pulled him out of retirement. So my dad and I went and sat down with Andy and I went over the business plan with him and all the numbers that I did and uh, we actually had lunch at the, the RAM location that they had opened to expand, um, where which is the reason why I started working with Dave. So we sat down and we had like a two-hour lunch. We looked over everything and at the end of lunch, uh, Andy said, I'm in. And, uh, like in, and he's like, yeah, I said, I, I I know a group of people and I can get you every single dollar that you need and, uh, we'll work out all of the structure of it. So in, in lunch in October of 2008, I raised my goal, which was $508,000.
0: Okay. (laughs) Sometimes stuff just falls in line like that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, I mean, it it definitely does. That's a big number, but. I've certainly heard it's bigger small numbers. It's pretty a crap brewery. Actually. Yeah, yeah.
13: For 15 barrels, it so, seems a little. high. Yeah.
3: yeah, but I guess it helps too well, with just the production facility, which is a warehouse with a brewery in it. And let's be honest; it's, yeah. it's a building yeah, with a brewery. It's, it's a
12: know? warehouse. It's a warehouse with a brewery. We actually um, we had some some grand plans for tasting room uh, for for a fanciful tasting room and some other things, but we actually we spent all of our money getting the brewery built out, so we never got the tasting room done. And to this day, you walk into our brewery and there's like like pipe and drape 30, 36 inches high kind of surrounding the tasting room. It's literally it's quarantined off from the rest of the brewery by temporary structures, which is important because we actually move all of those structures sometimes because we'll have to drive semis with tanks and kinda of lift tanks off of and unload, offload and move tanks into the building. So it's been a really great facility for us and you know, starting at the budget that we did, I don't think that you could possibly do what we did with that type of money right now, but yeah. during that whole time I was talking about with Dave, I spent a lot of time on com, and I spent, I, I, I obsessed about the used equipment market, so when I wrote the business plan, yeah. you know, I was looking for, for, for good used equipment at a reasonable deal, and when that brewery went out of business in Maine, um, I actually was getting ready to go to bed. My girlfriend was off at work. It was like one something in the morning and uh, I refreshed probrew.com to check in the classifieds and there was a listing for a 15 barrel JV Northwest and I spent my entire career on JV equipment and absolutely love the, the equipment that they make and how it functions and the way that they actually stand behind it and there's used parts available. So, um, you know, and, and, new parts available for used stuff. So all of a sudden I found this, this equipment at like one 30 in the morning and I, you know, sent emails out and then the guy didn't get back to me. So I spent like a week trying to chase him down and get to him
7: <laughs> yeah. before an equipment
12: broker called me back. And, you know, I, I, flew to Maine in the middle of an ice storm to check the equipment out and, and barter on it and honestly stole it. So really? I jumped. Yeah, we we paid for it, but, but we, sure, for, for what it price. was, for what it was, we got a really really great deal. And in the fall of two thousand and eight, nobody was opening breweries. It was the beginning of our recession, so there was still some used equipment on the market. I mean, I just bought a thirty barrel bright tank today. It's a JB bright tank, and it got put online on Friday, and I found it on ProBrewer dot com. And I kind of continue to scope scope the used equipment market and find tanks that that are useful. So. Um, okay. But tanks that are useful, any kind of equipment that is of any size, right now is gone inside of three days.
3: Really? Wow. That's so, incredible. yeah. So many new places opening up and or yeah. expanding. So that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
12: Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And so most people are buying. Most people are buying new stuff. There's a lot of stuff coming over from China. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of equipment, but if you're going to open a brewery, and that was one of the hardest parts I found about opening a brewery is that when you go to do all of the federal paperwork, which, you know, when I was doing, it was a three month turnaround. I hear a tale that it's five to six months now for the TTB to approve a license. But before you can apply for the license, you have to know what size your brew house is, what building it is. You have to have a leash. You have to have the configuration of equipment. You have to have all of these pieces. And it's like the cart before the horse.
3: Right. Hmm. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. And that's one of the hard things about business plans in general, that you, you are supposed to estimate these things, but maybe that's why everybody can't do it. Yeah. But in a brewery, that does make even more sense. You're still out there shopping for this kind of stuff, and uh, you can't you're. write it into the plan.
0: Well, in any business, mm-hmm. I mean, how do you, you know, you you can't. You have to be paying rent uh, for a space you can't use because you haven't bought your equipment yet. Yeah, exactly. Or have a license to... Or to have any anyway. product or anything <laughs> yeah. else. Yeah. That doesn't make sense to
12: me. It, it's very backwards and painful. We actually moved yeah. our 15-barrel JV system into the building that we are in um, a full 10 days before we signed the lease.
3: Okay. Wow. So. Yeah, that is a bit backwards. Well, let's talk about the more fun side of it, if we can. Beer? Um, uh, yeah, the oh, beers. Yeah. That's what we want to know. Uh, do you have some beer in front of you? Yeah, we do. And i got to yeah. get you a break in a minute, but I want to start by talk Before we go to break, let's talk about this lager is what we have in front of us. The, the Westie Lager which uh, I'm sure you named after my favorite vehicle, which is a Volkswagen Westphalia from the 60s and 70s. We
12: we actually named it after my 1985
6: Volkswagen Westphalia. Ah, You hit the the right chord
3: there. I give you a round of applause for that. Uh, Nobody else cares, but I do, because I love these goddamn vehicles. Oh, that's right. Susie does, too. Did you really name it after your Westie? Yeah, yeah. I'll send I'll send you a poster
12: actually. The poster has my westie in the middle of it. It's got this very like it's got this very rock art kind of uh, psychedelic rock art feel to it and it's got this this eighty my my eighty five Volkswagen Westie kind of floating through the center of it. Nice. And uh yeah. My my our westie we, we used it for delivery for, for a period of time and it became somewhat unreliable. It has something <laughs> seemed to break down a lot. Yeah, of course uh, it did. That's yeah. weird it's not the westies
2: <laughs> oh,
6: westie I know. That
2: breaks? What? You live in Indianapolis, come on. <laughs> yeah uh so we
12: actually had one we actually had one guy we banned from driving it because literally it hated him but, uh, <laughs> it hated him, and every time he drove it, it broke down
3: right you have to they have a they have a strange relationship with their drivers, and uh, if you're I'll the wrong driver, he, yes, I'll bet he, he hated it too <laughs> yeah,
4: right
7: Clay, I want you to know that before the show, I made a list of the things that I could remember that Justin actually likes more than Westie's. All I could come up with was pit bulls, Cantillon, and not showering.
3: Uh, vaginas no I forgot I, yeah, that. But I, I,
7: you, I thought Westies Trump the,
3: no? they might on occasion it depends on how busy I am that week then sometimes Westies Trump vaginas hey, too. one will get the other <laughs> right so tell us about this lager because uh, I know we got a lot of ales that we're going to talk about with you sure. also but what can you tell me about this beer
12: Well, we we actually have one lager tank in our building, and it's an old Sprinkman dairy tank that we we actually bought from Upland Brewing in, uh, in Bloomington. It was one of their first fermenters, and they needed some space, so they sold us it. In, in conjunction with a 30-barrel 30, uh, thirty barrel conical fermenter. Um, and, and it kept being in the way. So we actually, uh, one day my partner Dave said, you know, it's big, it's ugly, and it's always in the fucking way. Why don't we paint it pink and call it the pig? So we actually <laughs> painted it pink, we call it the pig, and that's what we do our loggers out of. Nice. Um, so, um, so basically, I mean, we call it a coastal logger. Um, I've always... Dave and I both have always had big issues with the, the words California Common um, oh, yeah. as a beer. So it's kind of a, kind of a hopped-up homage to Anchor Steam. Um, but California Common makes, you know, the word Common makes it sound so Sollant. really unimpressive. So, so we went with Coastal Lager, as far as the name goes, and it's kind of our uh, our West Coast uh elder, if you will. So we use the uh, San Francisco lager strain, uh, fermented a little bit more, a little bit warmer than you would traditionally a lager. Um, and actually, that is a single hop beer with all sterling. So uh, we, we were playing a little bit with sterling. We've got a fair amount on our hop contract and looking for some things to do with it. And uh, it actually came out really, really nice with a, a, a nice little, a nice little spiciness, but there's still a little bit of a citrus note to it. Yeah,
2: yeah that, I, I really like Sterling. Sterling is is a, is a kind of a Saz clone, so you get that spiciness.
6: Yeah, come on. yeah,
12: yeah. It is. Yeah. It is has that Sops character, so you get a little bit of the spiciness out of it. But there's a little citrus that came through, and I'm not sure whether that was from using the uh, the lager yeast a little bit warmer. But it's really just a, a really nice uh, sessionable. I think it's a little over six percent. Okay, six uh, percent aleger sessionable. See,
3: and that's why I was. Go- I'm glad you mentioned that because to me, it's almost like a blonde bock. It has a it has a, a yeah. larger character than like a session uh, lager.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a mouthful.
3: Sure. Yeah,
2: which is it definitely is a mouthful.
3: I think that the body is good, and I, yeah, I, I like that yeah, it has yeah. a thicker body to it, and I do like the spiciness to it also. But I wouldn't have, I never would have called it a sessionable one. I would have said, oh, this is I like that you're going more the box style of a lager. Um But so what do you you think it's just over six percent though?
12: Yeah, I'm checking on my computer right now, just in case. So, has anybody yeah. um, uh, on another? We honestly we we make we make. Two to three new seasonal beers a month. So we have we have three house beers, which are the other three beers that I sent you. Okay. And actually, I sent that because I I figured the West Coast light hops and a lot of the other things that I had in specialty cans. Like I had a Scotch Ale and a couple other things. But
0: um, great. (laughs) Yeah, we're into
3: all this. We we are going to talk about some of your medal-winning beers, also. So we'll get into the Scotch (laughs) Ale and different things.
0: Um, That that makes me sweaty.
3: Westy. Westy.
2: Well, it sort of tastes uh,
6: like six percent. It's strong. 15.
12: Nah, it yeah, yeah. It uh, actually, do. it's seven percent and sixty-nine IBUs.
2: Okay. There we go. Yeah,
3: that's the so beer it's going I'm to tasting. To make yeah. it
12: not fashionable. Yes. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, survey said, <laughs> and this is why I want to take it with me uh, camping in my Westie. In your Westie, because I, I <laughs> you know, I, I prefer the seven percent lager. Yeah, you, how much
0: you, cargo room there? You
13: gotta, gotta be, have a tight, <laughs> you know, hot, yeah. a tight high there.
0: Th- that'd be the only time you'd be offering beer to anybody. Well, so now that you know that's that, that if you can call it Westie from your Westie. That's true because that's you. <laughs> yes.
2: Now that you can get Westy in a can, yeah, you can't carry anything else. I
3: can't now, but I'm gonna have to drive to Indiana to get it because they only distribute yeah. in the state. We have people.
2: Yes,
3: we do. <laughs> That's true. We do have people. I'll have yeah, to get it sent. Uh, I mean, it's, t- it's a tall boy too. Clay, has anybody ever told you that you guys have a tramp stamp on your can?
5: Uh, actually our artist uh, it, it is a bit of
12: a tramp stamp so. <laughs> <laughs> our, artist, our, artist, our artist Shane uh, he, he, we affectionately refer to him as our drunk nice. um, and Irish and, jackass and, and left unchecked um, he can run in many different directions but yeah I, I'm familiar I'm not looking at one of those cans but, but I know you know exactly what I'm talking about J.P., talking maybe about. show oh, that yeah.
3: to the audience at home um, and I prefer oh, to have yeah. a, tram, a tramp stamp with my Westie, uh, so I like that it's there. <laughs>
2: I'll bet there's stuff on there you don't even know about.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's highly possible.
0: Uh, so yeah, this no, hidden no, message stuff. No, no, I know, I know. I'm showing oh, the front. To I see, everyone you got to show the other side, sees too. all the bullshit. And Before then, you
3: get the, the prize inside, you got to show then, the front.
0: Uh, yep. <laughs> There's the back, and, <laughs> and you then just you go scroll up a little bit to
12: the right tramp stamp. There, there it is.
13: <laughs> I like it. Some place to put yeah, your yeah, Went
12: a little tribal with that tramp stamp. Play, play, <laughs> while, cool. play while we're on the can. Surprise, right?
13: wire. You're clearly using a, like a universal can here with a, a sticker for the for the beer itself, right?
12: Yeah, yeah, that actually, that we, we developed as, uh, our specialty can. So,
13: mm-hmm.
12: um, you know, one of the, one of the big issues with canning that we found was that, um, obviously you have to buy generally a truckload. You can pay up charges and get a half truckload. So, how many, how many units? Half
13: truckload. How many units is that? Like, how many, how many can Uh,
12: truckload is 150,000.
13: 150, 150,000?
12: So, wow. In order to get that can done, we bought seventy five thousand of that can um, it it actually we hand sticker every single one of those cans when we release them for all of our releases so mm-hmm. when we when we redo that later this year we'll be done with that can iteration and that can will will die and the things that we have learned from using that can will allow us to use a little bit larger of an area and hopefully maybe automate our can or our stickering, stickering. process to it but um, but basically, uh, we spent a lot of time. We do, like I said, we do two to three new seasonal beers every month. Our first year, we did fifty different styles of beer, um, and really, uh, actually, the brewery's named Sun King because we wanted a brewery that played towards seasonality. So we really wanted to make uh, as many different beers as we could. Because working at the Ram and Rock Bottom, you are making six beers day in and day out, and it's like, oh, great, we're making blonde again. Oh, we're making amber again. Oh, now it's time to make blonde. Oh, we're making porter. Yeah. so we really. Wanted Wanted to make as many different beers as we could, so you know, right now we have three house beers that we can, and then everything else we do is seasonal. And we were talking for a while because we kept doing all these different seasonal rounds, And I was like, "Dave, I really, we really, I want to start releasing some of these in some small batch formats." And, uh, for a while I was kind of pushing towards, um, putting our beer into, say, 22 ounce bombers for those types of things. And honestly, we went into cans because we believe that cans are a great vessel for beer. The lack of sunlight, the, the the perfect seal, there's low oxygen pickups. So, but you also chose the, the tall, boy Ta- tall boys. So. tall boys. Oh, yeah. I like that. Well, 12 ounces of beer was never really enough. Yeah. So I was always, I was always salty, uh, when I would buy six packs of beer and I'd bring it home and I'd pour it into my pint glass and there's still like two. Two inches left,
3: right. So
6: that's because you're so
12: American. The, the tall boy can. Merc- the tall boy can really deliver.
3: Agreed. I agree yeah. with that. In fact, oh, yeah. I, I tell a lot of the the breweries, I'm like, listen, I really want a tall
0: boy out of you. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel good. You
12: know? it, it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The guys at Oscar Blues are getting ready to release Deviant Dale's in tall boys and nice. uh my buddy Dave is their head brewer out there and he actually is from Indiana, is good friends with Dave and I. And uh it's when I go out to Colorado, which is where my sister lives, we go visit a lot and I'm always I'll drink I'll drink Oscar Blues a lot and you know, it's just it's such a small can, I'll literally I'm like <laughs>
2: It, it
3: looks like a toy. It's so little. <laughs> right, That's when
2: you put That's it next to yours. Well, it's it's so much much
3: less to tool up for the yeah. big tall boy. Might as well just do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So we're huge fans of the tall boy. Well, I want to talk about all these seasonal beers that you said you've kind of founded your brewery on, especially looking at your list of JBF GA, medals in 2011. Sure. So I'm going to take us to a quick break. We've got some you o- got of it? your other beers to try, but let's talk seasonal beers and why they're so important yes. to you. When we come back. Uh, all right. All right, perfect. So we're talking to Clay Robinson. He's from Sun King Brewing, and uh, that's in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. So if you got questions, 888 401beer. I see some of you have already chimed in in the chat room. I've got your questions in front of me. I'll get them over to Clay. Just hit the chat now button on the homepage and hang in there. We'll be right back with more from Sun King. Listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
1: A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. What does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious meals at your favorite restaurant and at home. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events recipes, great feature stories, the most up-to-date brewery listings, and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. CraftBeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer now northern brewer presents what if homebrewers ruled the world
8: ladies and gentlemen if you'll follow me i will lead you into the gallery area now, the first piece up for sale today is a Ozena Chef original, a bottle of 1997 vintage Evil Twin. Oh, I see. A bidding for this one-of-a-kind piece will start at 7,000 pounds. And if you'll continue to follow me, ladies and gentlemen, I can show you a rather abstract piece from Bay Area brewer Justin Crossley. It's a German Doppelbach entitled Justin's Giant Bach. The brewer's notes here indicate that this beer had excellent minds food. That's just a
4: crazy dream, or is it? With Northern Brewer, a thirsty nation can craft its own ale and water for the greater
8: good of mankind. Northern Brewer, the home of 799 brew saver shipping, superior customer service, and the finest selection of home brewing goods for the future.
1: Uh, what'd you get? And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at BrewMastersWarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit BrewMastersWarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah.
3: What's funny is brewers just say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer.
1: And it's like a German
7: Pilsner, but it's black.
1: Yeah, it's a sh- sports, sh- sports sh- beer, <laughs> you know. <laughs> the-, yeah. the home of a beer radio. Thebrewingnetwork.com. Because like beer, uh-huh. radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The, the Session.
3: Welcome back to the program, everybody. Thanks for sticking with us. We're talking to Clay Robinson from Sun King Brewing, and we got more beer in front of us from him too, so that kind of makes things uh excited. Clay, you still with us, brother?
0: Kinda. I'm still here. Cha cha cha, baby. Thanks. What are you drinking? I'm
12: drinking Osiris Pale
3: Ale. There we go. A Pale Ale. Oh, I think we have that to open, too. Yeah, uh, it,
12: it, it is the beer that Dave and I designed and brew because it's what we want to drink every day.
3: Okay. I like that. A, a Pale Ale, too. A man after my own uh, liver. Love me a good Pale yeah. Ale. And, um, uh, you know, you guys did pretty damn good at GABF this year before we start talking about some of these beers and and sure by good. by pretty right. good i mean
6: <laughs>
3: uh, let me just let me just give some stats to the folks at home so they know yeah. what i mean four gold medals three silver medals and a bronze now i could have stopped at four gold medals and you should have been astonished uh, because that for one brewery to do at that competition unbelievable. is an enormous number of gold medals just, and,
2: just I, justin doesn't even do that well <laughs>
3: Right, yeah. Uh, I remember sitting there, actually, Clay. We, we broadcast the awards show. And I'm going to be honest with you, entirely honest with you. Uh, I remember sitting there going, who the fuck is Sun King? <laughs> <laughs> right, and hearing your name and see you guys up there over and over, and I'm just going, man, all right for these guys. But I didn't know who you were. I hadn't had your beer. You know, good job. That's right. I mean, we, we we really are. We're a small
12: brewery in the middle of the Midwest, and we distribute within 50 miles of of where we are. But I think that we're we're part of a larger movement of craft breweries that are small, local breweries that are founded by brewers who've been doing what they love for a long time. I mean, the guys up at Surly in Minnesota are great friends of ours, and they're they're you know there there are countless breweries like ourselves that that are happening all over the place that are people who have been doing it for a really long time. And finally, have taken the step to get out and really do it for themselves after working for who knows, you know, Rock Bottom, The Ram, Gordon right. Beers, um, a number of different little breweries. So
3: sure, well, and so what did you do? You won. Here's the the things I have written that you've won in uh, coffee, beer, Belgian style strong specialty, Irish style dry stout, and then you were mentioning your Scotch ale also was another mm-hmm. winner. Sure. Uh, uh, so uh, here's another I think thing those that
12: were I, the golds.
6: Here.
3: All those with the Golds. Okay. So here's what I wanted to bring up. You know, we in this studio, I know that you sent us hoppy beers because we're on the West Coast, but a lot of us in this studio like to try, uh, I don't even like to use the term, but like fringe beers because we want to see brewers making yeah. other beers than just the sure. pale ales. And although I'm a huge fan of a pale ale, but IPAs over and over and over again. So one way to not only keep uh, us interested and beer geeks interested, but also... I think in competition, you know, you're looking at, I don't even know how many entries are in the IPA category anymore. Uh, it's got to I mean, be 100. like 140 yeah. something. It's crazy, yeah. It's 140, something like that. Uh, you guys are entering in some of these other categories uh, where uh, these are the beers we want to be seeing more of so that we get sure. more variety. I want to be
0: seeing them, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah.
12: Well, and that's, you know, you kind of made the list of different categories we were in, even just talking about those four. But we make styles of beer that are all across the board. So you know what I sent you? I did send you the the Westy because it was that kind of Anchor California Communist style beer. But I sent you Sunlight, which is our best selling beer. The three house beers that we have, I wanted you to try all of those. And uh, we we actually are a little shy on cans of specialty beers at this point in time, but we're getting ready to uh, to can up uh, to can up a handful of beers to send to the World Beer Cup in May. So we've got a whole run of different Belgian style beers and lagers and um, and and American style beers. And English style beers. And like, we do, we really make whatever we want to make all of the time. So when there is a hole in the lineup um, and we don't have to brew something that we're regularly going to brew, yeah. you know, we'll have conversations and we'll be like, well, what haven't we brewed? Uh, what would we really like to make? What, you know, w- what have we brewed and how could we do something similar yet completely different? You know, is there a new malt out there? Is there a new hop that we can play with and do a single variety hop beer that, you know, we'll incorporate into what. Whatever style we want, just to try to try to figure out what that hop's going to be like and how we can utilize it in other things. So, okay. you know, like like I said, the essence of Sun King is our ability to to really play and explore and 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 do whatever the fuck we
3: want. Well, the one we have in front of us now might not be the do whatever the fuck you want beer, but I do like it quite a bit. It's the We Mac Scottish style ale. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a good multi beer.
12: Thank you. Thank you very much. Actually, uh We Muckle, which is the beer you had mentioned, which was uh which was our uh, our, our G A B F uh, gold medal winning Scotch Ale. Um that beer is is literally that beer you're drinking. It's the malt bill for that beer, the malt and hot bill doubled for the same amount of liquid. So okay. so that is our Scottish ale and we muckle. Um we have a I have a friend actually, the general manager at the Rock Bottom where I started at is Scottish. Um, and he owns a he left Rock Bottom after I left and he owns a Scottish bar in town. And so when we were gonna do this beer, um, we we called him and said, We're you know, we're doing a really big version of WeMack. We need a Scottish slang term, something you know, that will fit and and Muckle in Scottish is a Scottish slang term that means um, really big, enormous Whatever. So, so it, We Muckle is a really big version of We Mac.
6: Got
3: it. All right. Well, help sure. me and my listeners kind of wrap my head around this one too. Uh, is is this like a uh, like a Scottish sixty? What? Where would I try to yeah. categorize this? Just yeah, to-
12: yeah. I would I would actually track it somewhere between like Scottish 50, 60, somewhere in that area. Um, all of the beers that we that that are our house beers um, range in the five three to five six range. So they're all JP they're sessionable. Really okay.
0: Wow, is, is
8: that clapping for? Sex, yeah, JP yeah. over here, wow.
3: one of my co-hosts. He really likes the sessionable under, under six them. deal,
0: especially with the giant sure. malt. Uh, I, th- this is a beer that I drink every day in my entire life. Um, I try yeah. to have I try to have low alcohol, really multi beers on tap uh, myself, and then when I can't brew, I buy them. And this is what I would do. This is what you'd buy. This I would one. buy this one. It's incredible. Yeah, it's really well, good. Thank you very
12: much. It's really tell good. us about the it, it, malt bill. It, 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 it's it's that idea that I mean you know there there are several big hoppy beers that I like. Well, actually, I'm a hoppy beer fan, but there are several there are all the beers that I like, and a lot of the beers that I like. I mean, we've had this kind of extreme movement in American craft beer for a long period of time, and and this kind of idea that you have to have high alcohol, big malt, um, big malt, big hops, whatever, in order to really have a a beer that is acceptable. But you know, our kind of take on what we've done with with our beers at Sun King is that we've got beers in the mid five range. And you know, you can make a beer that isn't super boozy, that is super flavorable flavorful. And, you know, I I I'm a beer drinker. David's mm-hmm. a beer drinker. Everyone who works there is a beer drinker. So when I sit down and drink beer, I want to drink beer. So I'd rather I'd rather drink three or four beers that are five and a half percent than drink two or three beers that are six and a half or seven percent.
13: Yes. <laughs> I, think I agree. That's, that's where everybody's going to end up. I think yeah. when it's the college I
12: drink beer. I drink beer for the enjoyment of drinking beer and the genuine right. love of it. Um, and 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 actually ending up fucked up is a is a horrible side effect.
6: Right. <laughs> right.
12: If I only see. I could be impervious to the alcohol.
3: Well, and I think a testament to that philosophy is that his seven percent beer can had a tramp stamp on it, and this lower one doesn't, so it's not making mistakes. Uh,
0: well, yeah, well, this one isn't isn't a know. slutty. It's not a slutty beer. It's not a slutty this beer. Is this is a fine beer. It's that refined one that one beer. just kind of goes pedal the yeah. metal. It's party party party. where the right. pills. Uh, this one is just like I'm gonna hang. I'm, I'm posting up for a few this hours. This beer has standards. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, this one already expects that you already have friends. <laughs> That's
2: right. That's
12: right. Yeah. You don't you need any
0: more by getting super drunk. Exactly. and Showing your tits everywhere.
12: So the <laughs> one, the one with the, the tram stamp will fuck you up. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> no. right. It is just like a real Bad good. Dude. It's a real good woman. Yeah. That one is. We've it'll fuck trying. you up, but it'll keep you in line at the same time. It'll make you work yeah. for it. You know? <laughs> So
3: Clay, you know, uh I don't know if he you know this. Most I'm, tomorrow, really, I'm uh, really happy by the way that I can actually
12: use the word fuck. I, I do a lot of interviews and I have to kind of keep myself in check. But the f bomb is one of my favorite things, so this is oh, okay, yeah. really <laughs> enjoyable.
3: No, you're you're right at home. We don't deal with those pussies. Oh, boy, that aren't boy. allowed to say fuck. Oh, he said fuck. Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> I, I, I didn't even know. Someone notice. dump that. Oh my God. Now, most of our listeners are homebrewers, so sure help us wrap our head around how to make a nice uh, kind of lower alcohol but malty beer like this. Talk to me about a malt bill that might help us do that, some tips and tricks to getting this kind of flavor, but lower alcohol.
2: And, and or the, um, the brewing techniques to get, get us there. Yeah.
3: Uh, wow.
5: That,
2: that was loaded. Sense. I know. Yeah, I know. It's a lot there.
12: You're, you're killing me. Um, I don't know. I, I, I actually, I, I've done so. I've done very little homebrewing
3: in in my existence. So no, no, um, you can tell us on the pro side. We'll just translate it to our own language. Sure, sure. Okay, it, we're, it, we're not it, dumb it, it like that. We,
5: we've done some. We've
12: done some scaling. We actually have some people who work for us, and we'll do we'll do some. They'll do some some small batch recipes, and it's interesting how five gallons to five hundred gallons don't don't scale. Right. Uh, incredibly well, uh-huh. um, I, I would actually say that that the best thing that that I've Gotten out of my my brewing career and working with other brewers and really um, coming into terms with my own brewing is that um, using using things singularly or you know choosing say a malt like all of the beers that you're drinking aren't incredibly complex beers they're beers that are you know one to two specialty malts um, and a, a single really two hops max. Okay, so, so I mean, and tapering it back to 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 sessionability. I mean, that goes to to the malt bill and 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 really how much you're doing of fermentable sugars. Um, all of the all of the beers that you have that are that are part of our house lineup are are a good ninety percent two row, okay. um, and then and then it's the selection. Um, you know, there's a there's a there's a decent amount of crystal malt, and there's some really good caramelization from the kettle um, that really makes WeMac um, have the flavor that it has. We actually uh, switched in the last year or so from a direct fire kettle to a steam fire kettle and um, I was talking to somebody earlier about this today and they were asking how we, we kept our beers consistent and actually when we made that switch in brewing systems, it made a huge effect on our beers and we actually had to dial dial back our recipes a little bit change them up and then at the end of the day because of steam, working Differently than direct fire, in order to get that kind of toffee characteristic that is in the wemac. Yeah. Um we had to preheat our kettle um, before we would run off. So as we started our runoff, we're literally, you know, we're we're charring on, on some levels. We're, we're really caramelizing that wort as we start out to kind of pull that toffee character back. So interesting. Um,
13: yeah, and and we're mostly you, direct fires, so that wouldn't be a problem for us. Yeah, we can do that. But yeah, yeah,
12: your your direct fire, so caramelization isn't as big of a deal. So right. it just it was uh, something that I, I yeah. thought about from a conversation I had earlier today, yeah. is that the change from from home brew to professional brew, and even changes in systems and processes. So,
3: and you don't have to do because you you've discovered that by preheating the kettle, you'll get that caramelization. Does that mean you don't have to do like a longer boil or something like that in yes, order to get it? Exactly. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. All right, and then you know, kind of back to your base malt. You said like ninety percent two row. Do you have a preference between an English two row or an American two row for a beer like this? Um,
12: yeah, we we actually, even though even though uh, WeMac is more of a Scottish style ale, so you would expect expect an English style two row. Um, we we run a silo, so we actually do kind of a, we do a fifty fifty blend of American and Canadian
0: two row. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do you have to compensate for that um, with your specialty grains?
0: Um, to get that,
2: you, to use, get, an English, to, use an English crystal. First. Yeah, to get to get that English toffee kind of. This is a really nice uh, our, our, specialty malty malts, beer. our
12: specialty malts our um, specialty malts. I would the the specialty malts that we love the most, um, especially for our English style beer, are Simpsons malts. Okay. So, so the the Simpsons the Simpsons crystals um, are really really great malts um, out of the out of the specialty malts that we use fairly across the board. We use Simpsons as far as English malts go. We use Castle as far as Belgian malt goes, um, and then and, uh, and then a lot of Wireman malts for our loggers.
6: Okay. Yeah,
2: so th- this is a very malty. Forward beer, and yeah, it's a lot if, of character. It, and if you're if you're using, uh, I'm, looking, I'm domestic,
12: looking for the recipe. It's been a while. Well, you're using it,
2: domestic but... two row, and it still comes through with a very nice Scottish ale.
3: It is good. How about yeast? Is it a uh, um, an English uh, ale yeast? Ye- too? The
12: yeast on that is uh, let's see, it's uh, it's the uh, White Labs uh, English Ale strain. So we we actually we run. We run 1056 uh, 10,
6: 10 for our
3: American ale. Sorry, we have White Labs in studio also, so now they're celebrating that you're yeah. using a White oh, yeah. Labs strain. Okay. Yeah, Kara from White Labs okay. is in studio with us. Yeah, hi Kara, how you doing?
14: I'm good. How are you?
12: So, good, good. So, so we it's use the, the we actually we use the English ale strain on our Wemac, um, and then we we use uh, we use the American ale strain uh, for sunlight um, and for Osiris and then we bounce through a plethora of different yeast for for everything else that we do. Okay. Um how many I'm looking for rest go how ahead.
2: How many yeast are you using in your house? Cause a, a, a plethora. Well, yeah, but a, a lot of places they only want to use one or two. Yeah. They they stretch out maybe mm. three. Because they just don't um, want, they don't want to mix and sure. match.
12: There, there, there are periods of time. Uh, we have
6: let's see,
12: seven, two. We have probably fifteen fermenters, and there are periods of time where we'll have five different yeast strains going. Nice. So we definitely don't. We yeah. definitely don't shy away from that. We, uh, Good. we, we, we got. We, we were actually one of the things about us is that even though, you know, we talked about growth and and success is that um, no one who ever gave us any money for the brewery has ever actually gotten any money back. And (laughs) no one who runs the company actually makes any more money than they did at their other jobs because every single dime that we make, we put back into um, new equipment, more, you know, uh, our new brew house last year, more fermenters, um, better processes. We probably spent ten grand, maybe fifteen thousand uh, dollars last year implementing a lab, and we've got another 000, twenty some thousand, twenty twenty five thousand um, on different equipment to go into our lab this year. So we really try to, you know, it's not. It's a long term goal for us to 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 one day make money, but at this point in time, we really want to make the best beer that we can. So you know for a brewery that is our size to have the lab equipment that we have and even to have a dedicated space for a lab uh, from people I talk to in other places is, 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 pretty remarkable, and we actually, we got a brewer from Schlafly who went to Siebel, studied in Germany for a while, uh, and James came on at the beginning of the year, and so he's been implementing a lot of different programs, and, you know, he does all of our yeast health management. We do forced fermentations uh, on a heated stir plate for all of our beers so we can figure out where they're going to finish. Um, you know, we, we do a lot of different experimentation around the brewery in order to make sure that the, uh, that the beer that we're making is top-notch.
3: Well that puts you miles ahead of a bunch of breweries like you mentioned you know a lot of breweries your size might not have those but i've heard other breweries you know that are pretty successful and usually larger because they've already made the investment say every brewery should have a lab You all should be doing this kind of testing, especially the geekier us beer geeks get. We start to notice these things, you know?
6: Yes,
12: yes, actually. The the larger we've grown and the more people that enjoy our beer, the more I notice people talking about our beer and just expressing general opinions about, you know, whether this batch of WeMac or that batch of WeMac carbonation levels, all kinds of different nuances of beer, which on a lot of levels we do weekly QAQC panels um, and, and we taste our beers and we talk about, you know, different differences between batches, and there are a lot of things that that I would think would be really subtle nuances that nobody might notice, but there are a lot of people out there that actually really pay attention.
3: Yeah, there are. I mean, there's probably more that don't, but there's enough of us Mm -hmm. that do uh, that will, uh, and and you should know this stuff anyway if you want to keep growing like you do, so I'm just just applauding you on the lab side, because I think it's it's something that more brewers should be
0: doing.
14: I'm also applauding you. (laughs) <laughs> of course
3: Kara from White Labs is applauding
0: yeah. you on the lab side. Yeah. Wow. Well that's racist.
12: Uh, the, the lab stuff is great, I mean quite honestly. I'm I'm a I'm a, I'm a really base level brewer. It came to it um, you know I was lucky enough to get into it and and learn about it and I've spent a lot of time and I'm really like I'm a hands-on classically trained there were people who were instrumental in my career and taught me a lot of things that I know and I've learned and I I still that's actually one of the things that keeps me engaged in running a brewery, Um, and over the last year, I've actually... Sent a little bit more away from the brewing side while Dave takes over the reins of the brew house and runs all of our raw materials and, you know, and does that aspect of it. And I'm really kind of learning a little bit more about business and how that side works, but there's so much to it. And even talking to our lab people, we're, we're light years ahead of where I even imagined. And I wasn't a really good science student, but I, mm-hmm. I, I understand and, and enjoy the practical applied aspect of brewing. So brewing was the thing that made science make sense in my head. Yeah. So. So, but the thing that I love about it is that there's always there's always room to grow. Sure. There's always room to learn.
0: It's like buying pants two sizes too big. There's always room to grow. There's always room to grow. Yeah. Or you can take them in if you, you know. <laughs> yeah. Or you just lose, you your growth. lose some weight. Lose some weight.
2: <laughs> I get it. You do? make them fit. <laughs> I'm not talking. That's Doc talking. <laughs> I
0: get
3: it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now we have the cream ale in front of us, Clay, just so you know, oh, too. The, uh, sure. sun, the sunlight All cream ale. Right. What's your biggest seller there in Indiana? That
12: beer right there is I our biggest sell Sunlight. Yeah. So, um, that that beer was originally um, it was designed as our summer seasonal. Um, it was one of our first summer seasonals. Uh, we kind of decided that cream ale was a style of beer that nobody really did. Yeah. Um, we were looking at trying to do a lighter style of beer, and a lot of places will do a colch. Um, we didn't have the space or the time to do a lager. Um so we were kind of looking at styles of beer, and actually, Dave and I both grew up in the midwest um and I had some family on the East Coast, we both grew up um, actually with Little Kings as kind of the, the the tiny little green bottled cream ales that we would sneak from our parents' fridge or from our <laughs> friends' parents' fridge. Okay, um, I have family. I have family on the East Coast, so Genesee was uh, was a was a big beer um, growing up with my family out in Pennsylvania. Um, so looking at styles of beer, nobody was really doing cream ales uh, three years ago. So we we're looking at something that would be lighter and accessible and kind of fun to do so we went with the cream ale it uh, rather than using uh corn or rice in it we use uh, wheat and oats uh, to accomplish that kind of creamy texture from the body and mm. uh, so we made it as a summer seasonal and we brewed it once and it actually really took off because it is great in the hot summer so it's actually what I drink after I mow the lawn um, oh no, it's a great
0: you guys have the- grass out there?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's not yeah, just we, snow we and dirt
0: I thought you were supposed to mow the,
2: to do it when you're mowing the lawn
3: <laughs> that place is super green in <laughs> oh England. oh yeah I've driven through it yeah, I drove through green. Indiana one time I stayed there, I'll be honest with you, I stayed there for like a week. Thanks for being honest about where and, uh, you stayed. <laughs> I wanted to say that I was going to just drive right through it, I always yeah. just fly over the mid, I stayed there once. No. In your but your life is,
0: you is your life it. is an open book, and you want to... <laughs> I'm
3: going to be honest about it. Where, where did you stay when you were in Indiana? Oh, shit, I, I was afraid you were going to ask Some hobo say that.
0: camp under a bridge. Some Motel 6.
3: I don't know, but... Uh, <laughs>
0: in a van down by
3: the river. No, no, I had a friend living there. <laughs>
12: Was
3: it a Westphalia down by the river? <laughs> I wish I was, I was driving some stupid old Chevy Westy pickup didn't. back then.
0: Um, it, it's you know it's interesting that you, <laughs> you comment on the the creamy the creaminess of the of the the cream ale. I was about to to say the cream ales that I've had aren't really creamy; they're more crisp. Yeah, yes. um, well, they're just
3: trying to make a light lager through an ale,
0: basically. Yeah, yeah. and 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 this is the first where you kind of like, oh, you're really playing with the mouthfeel, and uh, uh, it's that's very o- very drinkable. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, very good.
12: The, yeah. the mouthfeel tracks a little bit more towards a wheat beer, so it kind of has, I mean, we actually, we, we make rotating wheat beers, but we don't make a constant wheat beer, so when we get wheat beer people into our brewery, I'm like, well, if you like wheat beer, you should try the cream ale. It has kind of a little bit more body. Um, tracking more towards a wheat beer, it's got a really nice flavor. It's super accessible.
3: It's, so- uh... It, well, if I was going to make one myself, what percentage would I be shooting for in the wheat and oats department of the of the malt bill? I know you you don't have all the recipes in front of you, but even just a nope. ballpark. All
12: right. That's all right. On on that, you would uh, you'd be shooting for about ninety percent two
3: row and about five and five, five and five. Okay. Oh, so just a little even on that. All right.
12: Yeah, yeah. It's it's not it's not an incredible amount.
3: Yeah. Okay. All right. So. It, I do like this cream ale. It's a good beer. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. I do enjoy it. it said, well, I'm loving it.
2: Like, you want to stay a little longer in your Westie over in the... Indiana. Yeah,
3: I'm just <laughs> going to mow some lawn. <laughs> right. I'll, all I remember seeing is corn. I know that's cliche, but yeah. I'm being serious. I drove through it, and I remember seeing a lot of fucking corn. Well, you know, oh, you're part yeah, the... We school. have a lot of corn. You guys have a lot of corn, yeah. But only in, like, the... We like actually, we,
12: we make a beer every year uh, where we use popcorn. Do you really?
6: Oh, yeah, How do you actually, use it? that was Where one, do of the, you one of those GABF
12: medal winners was popcorn pilsner, which is a which is a German style pilsner that we literally make with popcorn.
3: How do you use the popcorn in the beer?
12: <laughs> um, that's one of those things uh, actually I, I really wish that Dave would have had a chance to, to join us on this interview because we, we banter back and forth pretty well overall but um, you know one day we try to make as many a lot of our seasonal beers we use local ingredients in um, and so we've used the, there's actually there's tulip poplar syrup from the Indiana State tree that we've made a couple of whips with uh, we've made some saisons with a, a shag bark hickory syrup uh, we use actually shag bark hickory in our wintertime stout um, some different smoke malt, all kinds of different things. And so we're always looking, actually, we make a crab apple wit every year hmm. um, around Christmas time. And so we're always looking for new ingredients and, and local things we can do. And one day Dave came in, and he's like, I, I had this idea, and, you know, I, I want to make a beer using an Indiana ingredient. And I said, well, what Indiana ingredient? And he said, what does Indiana have more than anywhere else? And I said, <laughs> corn. <laughs> and he's like, exactly. And I said, well, well, corn's pretty well done. There's plenty of birds. That make beers with corn, Dave, and he goes, yeah. "No, Indiana is the popcorn capital of the world." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Okay, so you want to make a beer with popcorn?" <laughs> and he goes, "Exactly." And I literally, I looked at him and I'm like, "Are you fucking crazy? What, <laughs> what is wrong? <laughs> what kind of stupid idea? Yeah, that's, a lot of, no.
13: that's a lot of Jiffy Poppers. How do you do it?" <laughs> that is the
12: dumbest idea I've ever heard in my life, man. You're going to make a beer with popcorn. And, then, and so then, then he launches into this diatribe, which he's good at, but he launches into this diatribe about how um, the popping of the popcorn pre-gelatinizes the starches in a similar way to in which the malting process sets up <laughs> the starches for conversion. So if we were to actually pop the popcorn and put it into the mash tun, it would easily convert over into sugars and we could make a beer out of popcorn.
0: Interesting. Wow. Sure. So where but did, where did my he, first he, where did he shove that medal that you won for uh,
3: that?
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
12: My first, first reaction, if yeah. I'm
6: clay
3: <laughs> if I'm clay and I don't know shit about brewing, but I know a lot about popcorn because I goddamn love popcorn. <laughs> yeah. When you get it well, well, wet, it turns into like a mushy mess. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm um. thinking if I'm clay, I'm going, No, stuck mash, we can't do it. It's gonna oh. get all gooey and stuck.
12: That's uh, that. Yes, uh, that. But, yeah, I. Not, so I'm like, okay. Well, how 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 exactly do we want to do this? And yeah. and the, the kicker is, is that you you can't pop it with oil because obviously no, no. oil will retard your head retention. It'll make your beer greasy and it's completely worthless. So Italian. we had to air pop all of the popcorn. Oh, yeah. So yeah. 1980s um, air
2: poppers.
3: Oh
12: yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. You go on eBay, you now. get a thousand of them.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, go on. And then what else? You we, air pop we used it. an Armada. <laughs>
5: <Yes.
6: Yeah.
3: laughs> so you air pop it how much how much do you air pop how much you know, like- uh
5: the first time that we ever did it we
12: did let's see we did uh we did about Thirty barrels, and we used a hundred and fifty pounds worth of popcorn. Wow!
3: Just the kernels, seeds, okay. yes,
12: just oh. the kernels, and then we actually air popped them. And air popping hundred and fifty pounds <laughs> worth of popcorn will that would give fill you a this bottle.
3: room. It took six months, by the way. It'll
12: give you, it, it actually it, it took fourteen straight hours with eight uh, with eight air poppers. Yeah.
0: Wow. Was there any so. product loss? Because I'd be sitting there eating the popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> just... Oh lord! Yeah, <laughs> oh, uh, uh, nope, a lot of fine, butter.
12: By the time you're done, you never want to see popcorn Probably again. No. And popcorn is, is literally, it's like sand when you go on vacation. You find it for like months later. Right. No matter how clean you keep the brewery, it's everywhere. I don't know. I've, I've <laughs> had a lot
0: of beer in my life, and I can't get tired of that. Yeah, no, popcorn, no. Popcorn's well, really Now, pretty wait pretty it, JP, I got at
2: burned. that point, you'd find it under your balls. I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> where sure I pop it.
3: I <laughs> yeah. pop it two everywhere. kernels at a time. He steam pops it. Yeah. Everywhere. I uh, hang on. I, I'm still trying to wrap my head around this because the... Uh, Popcorn expands exponentially <laughs> between you know. Where do you put it?
12: Uh, you actually put it in the mash, so it, it literally it's become it's it's a beer that we do, and 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 actually, um, it 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 really it, it's the most collaborative beer that we do because everyone from our delivery drivers all the way up to the president of our company, our brewers, assistant brewers, keg washers, tasting room employees, this year. We did a 60-barrel batch, and we expanded it to 300 pounds of popcorn that we had to pop, and it took us about 18 hours to pop it, and <sighs> every single person pops popcorn.
3: Wait, wait, no now, now so, but that's what I... I know you put it in the mash, but do you pop it, and as it pops, it goes into the mash ton, or do you um, have a storage so, so we, vessel? Or, or do you we
12: grind it up? And we put it... We. We pop it and then we put it into trash bags. So 150 okay. pounds of popcorn popped. We pop it into trash bags, and 150 pounds of popcorn made 20, 30 gallon bags of, of, of popcorn. Okay. So, Any less meat, than I thought. We had about 600 gallon bags of, uh, 600 gallons total weight of popcorn um obviously twice as much and then basically we do like a daisy chain where we hand trash bags up the ladder to the mash tun and as we do we feed it into the mash tun um i am who should i send an email to since we're going live should i send this to scott yes
7: yeah, yeah. send to scott i got
12: it there's a, there's a uh, i want one it is there is a um, there's a video on uh, YouTube which I'm sending you a link to right now. Not that you necessarily need to see it. But, Should I pop some
7: popcorn um, and settle in and watch it? <laughs> Send it
3: to Scott. But, uh, that that will.
7: But it's it. a
12: really it's a really great video because I mean there are literally people like my guy who runs all of my bar and restaurants is sitting at his desk typing on his computer with two air poppers next to him in a bus tub and he's just popping popcorn into <laughs> a popper and and dumping it. So we all basically so. When you, when you do it, you add it all to the mash tun, and it totally gels up and does the weird thing. And yeah. it's enough that it doesn't necessarily make a stuck mash. We're, our new system has mash rakes, um, and, and so it really mixes it in very, very well. And then um, when you actually taste the wort, it tastes like Frosted Flakes.
3: Wow. I like that flavor.
12: It's one of the most delicious. It's actually one of the most delicious worts that we've ever made. Okay.
2: So, what kind of contribution, as far as um, gravity points, uh, are, are you attributing the, the popcorn?
12: Um, I mean, it works in it's it works in just like you would any other malt. Um, so, you know, a few hundred pounds, um, you, you're going to have you're going to have a conversion rate um, of, of of something similar, actually, on that to two
3: row. So if so, I or okay it, so you say similar to two. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So if I was going to add corn, I might if I'm putting it into my BeerSmith recipe software for example, I might just sure. put the same amount of corn into my recipe as I am popcorn and it would give yeah, me about yeah. a similar conversion. Okay.
12: Yeah, yeah, yeah I would I would I would say that would be pretty correct. It it converts very very well. It gives you a great sugar content.
3: I'm watching your video right now too with the dudes dumping okay. um I'm watching you and Dave in front of the mash tun uh dumping into uh, corn into the uh into sure. the mash tun. See?
12: See? This whole internet phone thing. This is working great. <laughs> I mean,
3: it's it's you, is can, you can say fuck, and and I can watch a uh, popcorn being thrown into beer. This internet phone thing. Exactly. Perfect. You don't grind so it up. I just, at I just all. thought
12: since we were talking about it that it would give a much better idea of what it does. And there's even a line in there where I'm like, I, I thought he was fucking
3: crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't blame you. I would have thought so too. I just said no. I look at. I like the way you're thinking, but you're an idiot. Go away. We've come up with another idea.
2: So you don't. You don't grind it up. And we just no. Di- no, he was dial just it, in. it in. Just dial it in yeah, as,
12: as corn. It's delicious and fluffy. You can see it pouring in right. Watching it myself.
3: Does the wow, beer? Does too. the beer taste like popcorn? Yeah,
12: uh, uh, it, it actually oh. does. So, so what you get is that you get, and that's kind of the funny thing. You get this really great classic pilsner, and at the very end, you kind of have this hint of popcorn in the finish. Um, I, I was amazed that 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 we won a medal for this beer. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, literally, we won a medal in the fucking pilsner category, and we, we won it for a beer that we made with popcorn.
3: Oh, you got to send yeah. it to the. You have to enter that beer into the the competition that's in Germany too. Uh, where, there's like a world beer competition that happens in Germany. Yeah, it's called
0: it. the Flaxerbach. <laughs> and,
3: and like, and and you know, other I'm American brewers—they'd sure they'd, slit my throat. Other American <laughs> brewers have won uh, awards for lagers there, and I'm telling you. Clay. Yeah, don't go to the competition, Clay. Yeah. No. Just send the beer. They would they would, yeah. slit, they would slit your throat and smile yeah. about it. You yeah. Don't yeah. want to be present when you win, but I want you yeah. to win in the Pilsner category in this World Competition. That's just not Pilsner, you make
12: I, I, I will tell you that the the, the greatest moment <laughs> of my brewing career was at the World Beer Cup in Chicago in 2010, and uh, I was I was sitting there and I was with my friends from Ninkasi and my friends from Oscar Blues, and we were all around a table and we were literally one table away from the germans and they're all in Liederhosen, hosen and uh, <laughs> yeah. you know leader and they got the holocaust Tower Hofbrau queen all sitting there and we were going through the lager categories and they were cleaning it up in the lager categories winning like everything and strutting up to the stage and the doppelbach category came on and the first medal for doppelbach was the bronze and it was for our dominator doppelbach nice. and it was like word, it was ringing in my ears and my buddies slapped me on the back and everyone starts jumping up and down and the look on the Germans' faces as we won medal for Doppelbach and they did not (laughs) was fantastic. It was was really great. And then the next two medals were both American breweries, so the entire Doppelbach category was swept by American breweries. And and all of them were just sitting there staring at us like they were ready to eat our hearts. (laughs) (laughs)
13: They'll <laughs> put some I say like, in her Hussein See, sure, and you know. I'm
3: t- and look, fifty years ago they could have. <laughs> and I love the Germans too. I really do. I oh, have yeah, a, a special Ooh. affection for the German culture. But I also yeah. have this Give thing. Give all Mexican beer. I also have the yeah. Oh, love me a good like uh. Yeah, anyway, yeah, Maybe. all these good beer. But I also have a thing for you know they. It's 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 more the principle of the thing than the taste of the thing, and that's why I like when these award events happen and the Germans are involved, and the Germans can be judges, and they'll pick the American Brewers, too, because... It's the taste of the thing then when it's blind and it's tasting. And this is why you should go under the witness protection program if you do it, but you should win Pilsner with Popcorn Pilsner. You
2: you don't want to end up with a 9mm in
3: your skull. (laughs) Yes. Or an 8-inch folded stainless blade. I love it. That's
12: fantastic.
3: All right, Clay. I got a shitload of questions from the chat room in front of me before we have to go. There. So let me let me go through these with you, if you don't shitload. mind. Um, I'll do the best I can. All right, we covered. How that.
12: the rest of the beers. Did you, you try any of the others? The we tried the Did you try the Sunlight, or the Osiris?
7: Yeah, we had the the Sunlight. Sunlight's in
3: front of us now. This I gotta go get the Pale Ale. Oh yeah, get us the yeah. Pale because I'm Pale's my favorite style. Let's do that. What I'm drinking. I got the Sunlight. It's uh, okay, what's
12: making my question or my answers. Whose colorful.
2: job was that? <laughs>
3: right. All right, here's one from uh, N Patterson Clay. And this was kind of back when we were talking about starting up the brewery. And Patterson wants to know, uh, do you think that a nano brewery is a viable option, a viable option for us for starting a a new brewery? Can it can a nano brewery make it is there enough volume?
12: Uh yeah, actually I, I think that a nano brewery can make it. Um and it is a very viable option. Um We've got, uh, we've got a little brewery here in Indianapolis. My friend Darren, who worked at the homebrew store for the last decade, he and I became, he and I and Dave are all really good friends. And, um, he was, uh, he worked at the homebrew store and he was kind of their pilot batch guy. And so they had a 50 gallon brew system and that's what they were brewing on. And Darren and his dad, um, in a similar way to, to what, what I've done, um, put together a plan and I actually, I helped them and talked to them a little bit about, uh, about some of the the TTB filings and some other things that they were doing, but they actually put together a business plan and they, uh, they, they put their budget at a really reasonable level, something that they could easily achieve. They didn't go into debt to do it and uh, they started out with a 50-gallon brew system and I mean, this kid works as hard as anyone that I know in the brewing industry. His name's Darren, so Darren works really super hard at it. And the problem with nano brewing is, is that as you well know, no matter how much beer you make, it takes the same amount of time. Whether yeah. you're going to make five gallons or whether you're going to make five thousand gallons, it really doesn't matter. So, but Darren, Darren was working, uh, you know, on this similar size system, and he is brewing double brews every day right now. He took uh, about. Five 5,000 square feet in the same strip area that the homebrew store was and he opened up last year and he's selling, I don't know, somewhere between 10 and 15 barrels a week um, and wow. he's brewing it all on, he's brewing it all on a 50 gallon scale. He manufactured a lot of the equipment from stuff that he was very similar to what he was working. He built his own walking coolers and he has one walking cooler that he keeps at around 70, 68 to 70, which is his fermentation cooler. All of his fermenters are conical. They're on wheels. He rolls them into another cooler and it's his cooler where it crashes. And he makes great, great beers. He actually, uh, won a uh, champion brewery at the Indiana Brewers cup this year. Um, with with beers that he was making on a fifty gallon scale, and hmm. you know, when I was when I was at the Ram, there were weeks that we would have, which would be fifteen barrel weeks, and so this kid is, I mean, he's doing it practically two barrels, a little less than two barrels at a time, but he's brewing six days a week, and he's busting his ass and making great beers, and he opens on Thursday, yeah. and he's open Thursday through Sunday, and when he sells out a beer, he closes.
6: Wow.
3: Oh, I like that model. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he sells he sells
12: every ounce of beer that he makes and he's brewing on a he's brewing on a scale that he's really comfortable with. At the same point in time, there are other breweries that I've experienced um, here and other parts around the country that have people who have been brewing on that same size scale on the on the fifteen to fifty gallon scale and they've put together things and they've jumped up to the five hundred or you know, five hundred or five barrel, ten barrel, fifteen barrel systems, and like I said a little earlier, you know, recipes don't necessarily translate, so all of a sudden you end up with a heavy investment in equipment, so, you know, in order to get into something that you do, we we open Sun King without a, without any bet load um, with investment, and if you do something that you're passionate about, and you love it, and you follow your dreams, and you do it in a really smart way, and do it in a small square foot, I would rather own and I would never own a bar or restaurant after working in the industry for the last 20 years but if I owned a bar or restaurant, I would rather own a really small bar or restaurant that was full all of the time than open a really big bar or restaurant where I felt like I was begging for customers.
3: Yeah, good point. Okay. All right, that's a good, uh, good quote for the, for the nano side, too, uh, especially on that scale. All right, here's yeah, another question that uh, came through. Um, let's see. Uh, I have a question for Clay. Clay says Acetobacter in the chat room. Um, As a straight production brewery, what sort of contact do you have with retailers of their beer? Do you do tappings, pint nights, etc.? Yeah, how do you get the beer out there as just a production brewery, you know?
12: We kind of do all of the above. Um, We live in a state, there are some states where you can actually have a tasting room and you don't have to serve food. In order to sell pints, we serve, we have to serve food. So once a month, we'll tap a new beer, sometimes twice a month, but we'll tap a new beer. And our building is big enough that we literally invite a food truck to drive
6: into (laughs) the
12: warehouse. Hmm. And the food truck will drive into a portion of the warehouse, they open up and they sell food and we sell pints. I like that. At the same point in time, we'll do a beer. So basically, once a month, we throw a big party, and we bring out several hundred people. We'll show up. We'll tap a new beer. Dave and I will stand up on a couple of kegs and shout at the crowd and say, hey, thanks for coming out. We tap this new beer. Um, you know, we do. I do a lot of beer dinners. Uh, I try to do one beer dinner a month at least where I partner with a local chef um, who is well-respected, and we can sit down and come up with um, foods that will pair well with our beers and put together a beer dinner. Um, kind of uh, when, when I left the brew pub world and started Sun King with Dave one of the reasons that we wanted to be downtown Indianapolis is that you know we wanted to have access to people who came into our place because one of my favorite things about working in a brew pub as a pub brewer was literally walking through the pub that I worked and you know you'd see that guy who either You know, just got off work in the afternoon and walked in and sat down, and somebody serves them a beer, and you see that look of frustration on their face, and then they kick back the first taste of beer and they have that like sigh of relief where they're, you know, it really helped make their day. So we we wanted to maintain that kind of customer relationship. So we actually could have put Sun King in an industrial park where we would have spent about half as much money as we do in rent. Yeah. Um, But at the same point in time, it would have been outside of the bounds of where people normally would come. So... Our, our tasting room is the place where on Thursday, Friday, Saturday right now we see about a thousand people who come through our tasting room, okay. um, try wow. beers and buy beers to go, and about 20% of our volume goes out of our tasting room, oh. so by doing by doing what we've done where we've done, we've got a great amount of volume of people who come through and, and they come through and they try our beers and they see people working and you get to chat with people, so we've kind of maintained that type of atmosphere where we're really accessible and we still mix with our customers. I think that's important because otherwise you're just another beer on a shelf
3: right you got to have the yeah you got to have the personal touch right especially for us yeah. beer geeks i like being touched personally. i like to think i'm charming <laughs> all right qc beer guy comes in with another question just, uh, uh, are you doing um he kind of asked the question like i have some background about it so i just have to ask the background sure, are, are you doing beers in whiskey and and sour barrels We are doing
12: beers in whiskey and sour barrels. Okay, then the uh, question
3: is: What beers are you using in the barrels, as far as sour and whiskey? He says,
5: um,
12: "We're all over the board on that. Um, Being in Indiana, we have a a fantastic proximity to Kentucky and Tennessee, so uh, whiskey barrels are are a great option for us. We have uh, um, my my lead sellerman right now keeps a book." A logbook of all of the different uh, of whiskeys that we have, and we've got uh, Woodford, we've got Buffalo Trace, we've got uh, Pappy Van Winkle, we've got W H Harrison, which is an Indiana bourbon. We've got wine barrels from uh, a couple of local wineries, uh, Buck Creek and the Brown County Winery. So we have probably about 110 barrels right now. In uh, in a thousand square foot temperature controlled room that we uh, we use for for our barrel aging, and and at this point in time, we actually have yet to really release any of our bourbon barrel aged beers, except for putting them out for beer dinners and beer festivals and other kind of tasting events that we do. Um, and then the beers that we the beers that we do have that have ran through bourbon barrels, um, we have kicked over into our newly generated sour program. So Oh I um, like that. So we have right now we have about 16 bourbon barrels that are spent bourbon barrels that we have used in in the the initial bourbon barrel aging process. And then once the bourbon character is mostly gone, roll those over into sour. Um, And we're really trying to get our legs about us as far as sours go. So um, all the barrels have a different blend of uh, funky bugs. So we've got, uh, we've got Brett Lacto, and Pedia going in mixtures of all of the above in different barrels. Nice. Um, and hopefully, um, actually, by probably late summer, honestly, the way we work, just because how everything goes, hopefully this fall, we'll be starting to release a run of bourbon barrel aged beers, as well as Belgian style sours.
3: Okay. Love it. couple quick distribution questions that came through. Um, Mm, mm, mm. Let's see. Bar, uh, Barley Ever Sober in the chat room uh, wants to I know. Um, I don't get it. Do you have six packs in Bloomingdale, Indiana? I have an aunt who's there who's coming to town this week, and I'd love for her to bring me some, he says.
0: Specifically on the northwestern <laughs> side of the town? I do not Great. frequent
3: these things. I'm going to be as stumped as I would be with any question that you've had this evening. <laughs> I don't even know where Bloomingdale, Indiana is. You don't? <laughs> <laughs> I like him for that for some reason I don't know <laughs> hold
12: on let me <laughs> google that shit
3: um. <laughs> yeah find out where that shit is because this man wants a six pack from his aunt Hildegard uh, we, we or something.
12: actually do four packs of 15 ounce beers uh, Bloomdale, Indiana it's somewhere
3: it's
7: in Indiana it's somewhere let me write that down
3: by the way I'm liking your pale ale it's, good, it's a nice pale ale uh, it's mild yeah, uh, mm-hmm. on the English side I think of a pale ale and uh, I'm liking it
12: yeah, it's it's in the five and a half range. It's five point six. It's uh five point six and fifty IBUs. It's Nugget and Cascade, so it has that spicy citrus Cascade or spicy citrus punch. So okay, it's good. Hopefully, uh, I, I I like it because I can drink a few of them. Yeah, I'm actually about to crack the fourth in my four pack tonight during this interview. That a boy. Oh boy,
13: we're gonna crack go. another one too. It's I got think. the great Cascade aroma. Wow, really noticeable. Like it. It's strong
12: um yeah oh yeah uh we don't sell beer in bloomingdale um uh, you you, whoever that person is we have an iphone app so if they go to our website they can find a link to it but we have an iphone app and it has a a full run there's somewhere over in that area that we do sell beer but i don't know where it is
3: all right go check out sunkingbrewing.com and you can find out where to get their iphone app and then uh, you Mm. can figure out the locator i have another locator question do you know where evansville is I do know where Evansville is. All right, so here's another listener in the chat room who says, um, my in-laws live in Evansville. Um, I live in Chicago, and I haven't seen any up here, but I want it. So he's going to have his in-laws bring him some if it's in Evansville. Again, um, I guess they could go find In order to get find from
12: Evansville app. to Chicago, if they drive through Indiana, they can stop somewhere where it gets it. But Evansville is a uh, is is a bit of a lonely, situated place with no interstate access in the south." west corner of indiana we do not
3: distribute there so do they have internet in evansville they do have internet in oh evansville, that's I good think. i've <laughs> never am. been there one person has it, has it. Yeah, there's a
12: Is guy there's the internet everywhere
3: yeah.
0: there's a richer somewhere there's a who guy it. who has it but yeah. there's
3: a you need a password right so you use it
0: <laughs> you, need, you need to pay him a bushel of corn Okay,
3: and then the, there there were a couple other questions, but we're running out of time. I but I can't skip. All right, so, skip this. All
12: right so the, to the last guy's point, there, there is a liquor store in South Bend that actually just drove down from oh. South Bend to Indianapolis to pick up uh, sixty five cases of Sun King to sell at his liquor store.
3: Oh, nice. there we go. Okay, so, go to South Bend if you're in Chicago. South Bend, well done, sir. Uh, Okay, and finally, I can't skip this last question. Uh, Spider Wrangler in our chat room says that you have a bacon-infused beer.
12: Uh, uh, We we actually do have a bacon-infused beer. Um, Every year when we do our Doppelbach, um, which was our 2010 uh, GABF and World Beer Cup bronze medal winner, um, we bacon-infuse it. So we call it, our, our our Doppelbach is called the Dominator, and for our bacon-infused version, we do the Baconator.
3: Yeah, ja, the Dominator just beat you, Germans, in Doppelbach
0: category. <laughs> now you know why we picked that name. Because it totally dominates you, Americans.
3: <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Now you will try the Baconator. How do you infuse it? How does the bacon go into the beer?
0: Squeal, little piggy, um... while I
3: dominate you. <laughs>
12: We have a we have a run of uh, we have a run of bung sided uh, bung sided tanky kegs. So um, oh, we man. have a we have a we actually have a local charcuterie place that does all sorts of different bacon. They actually have a bacon of the month club. Oh um, God damn. Which, it. which the place is called Goose the Market, and Goose of the Market does a bacon of the month club. And Chris from Goose of the Market uh, went to college uh, culinary school, and his degree is in charcuterie. So um, he does meat like nobody does meat. I love it. Um, yeah. I don't know
3: them but I love them
12: so um so but did in he mind in years, we've me? taken we've taken we've taken local bacon and then we will grill it in order to get most of the fat off to render most of the fat off and then we basically put it in a cheesecloth in a bung-sided keg and let it rest for we basically let it rest in lager for a few weeks and the smoky meaty deliciousness of bacon
3: infuses itself with apple well done. Well played. Yeah. I like this. I want to try this beer.
14: The vegetarian <laughs> so, is clapping.
3: Even the vegetarian. Even the meat-tarted person in the room is clapping. Uh, Did you say meat hearted
0: Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Bacon is the window for the meat-tarted. It is. <laughs> the yeah. It's the gateway. <laughs> I know what this is. I recognize this. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, wouldn't the,
7: wouldn't the PC version be uh, a meat, meatily handicapped?
3: I guess so, yeah. but I prefer meat tarted. Like meatily challenged, <laughs> yeah, challenged exactly. Uh, all right, Clay, that about covers the questions from our listeners, and uh, I gotta I gotta take care of some sponsors too. But I just wanted to thank you so much for being on the show and uh, and also no problem, sending the beer. It's a pleasure talking to you. The beer's yeah. good stuff, man. I, and Great. I got I think. Um, I'm torn between the Pale Ale and the Wee the Mac. I'm liking Wii both Mac. of those quite a bit. All the way. I think I'm going Pale Ale as my favorite yeah, of the night. Me too. Mm. Um, that's well, I did enjoy the Wee the Mac too, but yeah. I think Pale Ale, I'm, that's what I'm going back for here uh, in the next segment. I'm going for another Pale Ale.
0: I'm just happy that uh, you know we didn't get a Case IPA.
3: <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. She did us right by that. I think yeah. Clay was not sending. IP.
12: I wanted to share. I wanted to share a breadth of what we do. Uh, when I get a little bit more of uh, some different things, I'll send you guys a fresh pack of beer so you can uh, at least try some
3: other things. Very cool. Would love to. And uh, thank you for supporting one of our sponsors in White Labs, Kara. Thanks yes. you, and Kara. I think that be, I think you guys should start a program for breweries like Clay's where they use so many multiple different strains because they're willing to experiment with beers like they should be celebrated there should be like a gold club for uh
0: breweries like clay's yeah you, i'm just putting it
3: out there right now that you, they should be
0: you know what it is you know what their, their, their prize is they make great beer <laughs>
3: yeah surprise surprise they what do you make think of great that? beer because of it oh you,
0: you yeah. use five strains you yeah. get one free
3: See, Just talk to Mike White about it for me and tell yeah. him that I think that there should be a special recognition for breweries like Sun King who experiment with uh, with many different yeasts rather than just having the house yeast.
0: Yeah. Um,
3: so, this is Mike on the line. I
12: yeast think... is a very underrated aspect
3: when it comes to flavors <laughs> of beer.
0: You know, you're right. Clay and, um... This
3: is what Mike White sounds like, by the way, Clay, if you've never met him.
0: People <laughs> are Mike White is probably my favorite thing in the world. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna look into that for you. I'm gonna do that. Thank you, Mike White.
2: Because, you know, we we talked about that
0: over golf. <laughs> right, right. I'm only the messenger. yeah <laughs>
3: All yeah. right, Clay, <laughs> yeah. thank you so right. much. Thank you for, guys very much for having me. No, I really appreciate it. And thanks for the beer, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I hope to see you again soon, brother. All right,
0: take care. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye, buddy.
3: All right, there you go. It's Clay Robinson from Sun King Brewing Company. And uh, go check them out. You can go to, let me make sure I get this little address right here, sunkingbrewing.com and look at all their different beers. Not only the uh, house beers, but they do have an enormous list of seasonal beers, like he was saying. That's that was kind good. of their whole thing.
0: What I wanted yeah. to do is, is ask him if he, if he thinks a, a brewery can be successful without having an IPA as their flagship. Oh, right. Um, but I never got the chance. <laughs> he was it, so full of information. Yeah. Apparently, they can. Apparently so, right? Yeah. Yeah. Love it. I'm thinking no.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here's what we're going to do. I have to pee really, really
6: bad. Really, really, really.
3: So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to do feedback. Also, at the break, though, we do have this. uh, We have a segment with uh, who do we have it with?
7: Feedback? It's with uh, Scott Metzger from Freetail Brewing. Yeah. His uh, letter, his response letter to some lawyers that threatened him went viral. Um, So I talked to him about that. Many people's insistence. He so he doctor. had
3: another brewer, another brewer, basically give him a cease and desist. That's right. And he essentially sent out a letter <sighs> that said, "Look, you could have just made a phone call." Correct. Okay, but the letter went viral because people loved it. Exactly. See, I like it when that happens when people are like, "Yeah." That guy's right. You don't always have to follow, like, the rules. You could just be a person. Pick up a phone, man. You could be a human being. Yeah. I I, yeah. I
7: I think you're right. I should read the letter, but now I know you have to pee, so.
3: I gotta pee really bad. Do you have, like, a couple statements from the letter? You
0: know, I tried to do that. It's not really gonna work. All no. right, so we're just gonna go for it. I have to pee, too. Can we go at the same time? It's Can we all, share water? No. We're not gonna share water. You guys no. don't cross stream?
3: It's all at the break with uh, Scott Metzger. Uh, Moscow interviewed him for us, and uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes.
1: Have you ever dreamed about attending the World Brewing Academy? This year, thanks to Lalamond and Danstar, one lucky brewer will make that dream a reality for free. Lalamond and Danstar invite you to enter the Beer School 2012 contest. One lucky grand prize winner will receive fully paid tuition in the 2012 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology worth more than $3,000. From now until April 12, 2012, every Danstar yeast package you use is By popular vote from the Northwest Brewing News, Hoptech has been voted the best homebrew shop in Northern California. Serving homebrewers for nearly 30 years in Dublin, California, HopTech carries more than 40 different kinds of hops and more than 60 different grains. Malt extract, spices and sugars, hop oils and extracts. Open every day except Wednesday or shop online anytime at hoptech.com or call one 800 DryHops 1-800-379-4677 with in-store classes almost every Saturday, huge selection. And a dedicated commitment to their customers, Hoptech is one of the longest running and passionate homebrew stores, period. And now, by popular vote, the best homebrew shop in Northern California. And don't forget their 15% military discount. Hoptech. Visit today at hoptech.com. When you your Blickman engineering. Think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the intuitive beer gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps home brewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weldless thermometer. Design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The auto sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry, and much more like the modular top tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at blickmanengineering.com and stay on the cutting edge.
0: Burn Earth- in my beer again.
1: What? Why?
0: It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contract, high shipping costs, crappy selection.
1: Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f-ing off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew Mix me your 100-grain <laughs>
3: amber recipe, and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich.
11: Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> the home of beer radio. Thebrewingnetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session.
7: Hello. Welcome to another edition of the Variety Networks Press Play. This week, I sat down with Scott Metzger. If you're from San Antonio, Texas, you'll know Scott as the owner of Freetail Brewing Company. If you're not, you'll probably know him from the sarcastic response letter he sent the attorneys representing Steelhead Brewing. It went viral on the interwebs a few weeks ago. Apparently, Steelhead took exception to Freetail's use of the term Hopposaurus Rex. More hop puns. Uh, and instead of exercising some diplomacy and picking up a goddamn telephone to voice their concerns, they commissioned an attorney to issue a cease and desist order. Scott, understandably, took exception this approach, and fired off a snarky response. If you haven't read it yet, do yourself a favor, spend ten seconds Googling it, and you'll find it. So I figured I'd get Scott on the line to get the details of this latest unfortunate episode of the Jersey Shore. I mean, uh, the goings-on in craft beer. Whatever. Start off by telling us
10: what happened. Um, the attorneys from the other brewery sent a cease letter, uh, in regards to, I guess they saw on our website or maybe on Beer Advocate or something, the use of Hopposaurus Rex, which we call, we used that name to refer to somebody else we were ripping off, which was, uh, you know, Sam Calgioni and Dogfish Head and, and the Randall. Yeah. Um, so we totally ripped off that idea. And basically, Hopposaurus Rex is just what we called, uh, a little corny keg full of hops that we would put in line from the serving tank to the tap tower. And so when we do that, we'd say we source Rex to beer. And, and the keg itself was the Hoposaurus Rex, you know, chewing up beer and spitting out this other, you know, freshly hopped, you know, deliciousness. So we use that from time to time, but not very often because it's not really an efficient use of hops. So we didn't like to do it too much. We joked around a few times, like we we wanted to do the Pumpkin Rex for our uh, for our pumpkin beer and have a cake full of you know pumpkin chunks on the way. So you know we do just random little things like that, but not very often. So um,
7: where was the actual words? Like just at the bar, like try this Hoposaurus Rex beer. It wasn't on any labels. It sounds
1: like.
10: Yeah, no, it, was, it was it was on our website. You know, we have a little page on the website that just kind of describes the process. And then I think, well, when we would have a beer that went through the process, we would say it was you know Hopa Source Rex. So somebody probably went on to Beer Advocate and thought that was the name of the beer, wrote a review, and that's probably what caught their attention. Or maybe they just did kind of a blanket search for Hopa Source Rex. Um, but ironically, a few months ago, I got an email from. Just a random person in Portland who was like, Hey, I had your Hopasaurus Rex beer the other day and, and I loved it. And I was like, man, I have no idea what this guy's talking about because we hadn't done it in a while and our beer is certainly not available in Portland. Uh, and then he, he mentioned some beer festival in Portland. And as it turned out, it was, he was talking about Steelhead's, uh, Hopasaurs Rex, not ours. So I don't, I don't know, you know, what transpired to, to get, Steelhead's attorneys uh, interested in the Hopasaurus Rex, but, you know, they sent a C-synthesis letter, and I tend, I mean, I'm I'm a giant child, and I act like a child a lot, and I I respond to people sometimes in very immature ways, and this was a case where I thought it'd be funnier to respond like that than to act like an adult, so that's what I did.
7: That kind of response was refreshing. I mean, that's why so many, it it kind of went viral, and uh, people love that sort of stuff, because people don't like attorneys.
10: Yeah, yeah. Well, and because especially when there are ways to do things without attorneys that, I mean, getting an attorney involved really does nothing other than finance the attorney's lifestyle. And, you know, I'm all for everyone doing whatever they want to make a living. But, I mean, come on. I mean, some things just get a little out of hand. Just people lawyering up all the time. Is ridiculous, and just for context, I had earlier in the year just gone through a couple of other cease and desist related things. So, we issued a cease and desist for a brewery that hadn't even opened yet, but they had planned. They were planning on calling a beer a name very close to ours, and you know, and I I contacted them several times with stopping, and they were just like, "No, we think we're going to go ahead and use it." So, I ended up having to pay a lawyer quite a bit of money to go this back and forth with their lawyer. And it was money that just could have been saved by just saying, hey, look, you're using the exact same name, almost the exact same name as the beer that is our most well-known beer. And it's not called IPA or something generic. It was for... A beer that you know is kind of has a unique name and is what we're most well known for. So for another brewery to challenge us back on it, then you know I felt like, man, I I really don't want to spend money on an attorney because that's money that could go to something a lot more uh, useful, like more hops to waste in a keg uh, on the to the tower or something. Hops to the Sure. Shrek's. But instead, we got instead study got wasted on an attorney, and then a few months after that, I got a cease and desist from. Some of the brewery that, to my knowledge, has still never made any beer uh, about some name they had trademarked about over a beer we used once. And I just told them, like, okay, cool, whatever. Um, we made it once. We never planned on making it again. So you win. You can have the name.
4: So it sounds like
7: the only reason that you needed to take the course that you did was because it was your flagship brand, right? So if it was a beer other than your flagship, do you think you would have even made an issue out of it at all?
5: No,
10: because, yeah, there's a lot of... Beer names that I think are coincidentally, you know, shared amongst a lot of breweries, especially as we have, you know, 2,000 breweries operating in the U.S. now and a finite number of lame hot puns that can be used. There's bound to be some overlap. But, you know, in a the, in the case where we have maybe a small pub in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and one in Providence, Rhode Island, who are only in their respective areas, does it matter if they share the name? Is anyone going to get confused by, you know, if they happen to travel to both places and yeah. think, like, oh, wow, I didn't know this brewery from Providence was in Green Bay?
7: That might have been one of my favorite parts of of your letter was when you were like, yeah, you know, I've been pretty drunk in my life, but I don't know if I've ever been so drunk as to confuse Portland with Poughkeepsie, New York.
10: Yeah, and no one will ever confuse Portland with San Antonio because in San Antonio we're way proud of being lame and not weird. So um, (laughs) there's no confusion to be made between the two cities.
7: The part where you were diplomatic and you asked that brewery several times, um, you know, you came to them and just said, hey, man to man, man, you know, we're both brewery guys and this is our flagship brand. And what do you think about? And the part where they told you to piss off, like if you if your neighbors are having a loud party, you didn't just call the cops. You went over and knocked on the neighbor's door. Hey, man, you know, I'm trying to sleep here. It's one in the morning. Keep it down. And then the music continues. And you went and knocked on the door two more times. And then you had to call the cops because they wouldn't turn the goddamn music down.
10: Yeah, yeah, that's one of those situations, and I, I don't know. I, I can kind of get on the soapbox, and we could talk about how you know the fabric of society is starting to crumble upon you know people's disrespect for one another. But I think that's a little melodramatic, and it's just one of those things where, man, I think I think a lot of problems could be solved, especially business to business problems, if people just used a little like dignity, common sense, and respect towards Absolutely. one another. Absolutely, and then. How much money could the industry save and lawyers' fees and all this kind of stuff if we just did that? And, and just goodwill towards one another.
7: I went from hearing nothing about any sort of lawsuits to I feel like the, uh, the Moylands and uh, Lost Abbey was the, the spark that uh, lit the fire. And then now I feel like I've heard 10 things in the last year. So do you think that's going to get worse, or do you think that as more and more breweries pop up and more and more uh, competing for market share that we're just going to have to get along?
5: Well,
10: I think it is going to get worse, just because I I think a lot of the new entrants into the game, well, just the sheer number of entrants, and then a lot of the new entrants aren't, you know, part of the old school fraternity, and they don't really care about fraternal way things were done in the past, because it's really not their concern, and I think that's you know, a fair a fair approach on their part, because, you know, they're just trying to make a livelihood and make their brewery work, and they're doing what's best for them. But it's sad to see, and I don't necessarily fault, you know, even... even I don't, I don't fault any anybody for trying to protect their mark, because you have to. I just think there's a better way to do it.
7: Did you ever hear back from them after you sent them that letter?
10: Not directly, although, uh, interestingly enough... A friend of mine, I guess, is friends with the Brewers at Steelhead. So they sent my friend a Hopasaurus Rex T-shirt to deliver to me, and I proudly wore it just the other day. So, And the Brewers there at Steelhead apparently were completely unaware that this was even happening, and they had a good sense of humor about it, which I'm, I'm happy, because I definitely didn't want to see... You know, when I did what I did, I tried to redact things as much as possible, because I didn't want to point out any of the brewery and make them into bad guys. I was just having a little fun. And unfortunately, I saw a lot of negative heat put onto Town Brewing in Wisconsin, because they also had a beer called source Rex. And I talked to those guys, and I was like, hey, I'm really sorry if people are thinking it's you, and blah, 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 because that wasn't my intent whatsoever, and getting heat on anyone wasn't my intent uh, whatsoever. I was just having a little fun and trying to point out that there's better ways for us to go about doing things.
7: Not only are there better ways to go about doing things, I think there's better dinosaurs that can be uh, used with hop puns other than Tyrannosaurus Rex. Why all the focus on Tyrannosaurus Rex? Why not the uh, well
10: Interestingly enough, we just uh, brewed um, Velocihopter two days ago. Well, you'll expect
7: a cease and desist letter from the Brewing Network, because I'm pretty sure I just coined well, that phrase.
10: Okay, well, I, I actually, I mean, I Googled it, and uh, I, I didn't see anything, and they kind of make things go full circle. You know, we we're doing a single hop IPA using a blend that Hop Union developed called Falconer's Flight, and it's, it's in, in memory of Glenn Falconer, who is a, um, you, you know, Northwest uh, brewing legend. And he, he passed away and there's a foundation in his behalf that, you know, raises money for brewing education. So this hop really honors him. So we were doing a, hop, a beer, an IPA single hop with that hop and we were trying to think of a name and you know, falcons are Raptors. Uh, but then coincidentally, I was reading about, uh, Mr. Falconer's background and his first job ever in the brewing industry was at, uh, Steelhead Brewing in Eugene, Oregon. So I thought it was like, a fitting name. So we just brewed that like two days ago and that'll be out in a few weeks.
7: Very nice. That's a that's a power name. Glenn Falconer.
10: Yeah, for sure. You're you're destined for greatness with that <laughs> name.
7: Did I miss anything? Any other interesting tidbits from this story that I didn't address?
10: Um, what I thought was interesting about it is as it started to make its way around the internet, you know, it popped up in places like Reddit and Thark. I was really taken aback. Like, there's some people who really don't have senses of humor out in the world. They were like really uh, trying to dig into my legal argument, and, and I'm like, man, you guys are missing the point. Have a little fun. Hopefully, everyone in not just uh, brewers and their lawyers, but I hope everyone, uh, if they encounter my letter, just use it as a as an example to lighten up and and have fun with the everyday, you know, ins and outs in life. Because if we don't, you know. What's the point of being here, so uh hopefully everyone will, will start having a little more fun
7: perfect good note to go out on. tell people where they can uh find out about freetail beer and get your plugs
10: uh, okay well freetailbrewing dot com uh, our website right now you'll if you go to it you'll uh quickly notice it's really old and crappy but we have a new one coming soon so keep an eye out for that um you can follow us on twitter at freetail brewing you can follow me on twitter at beer monkey and if you're ever in the san antonio area drop by our pub cuz that's the only place you can uh buy our beer uh or you can always say hi and see us at uh you know gabf
7: Alrighty, righty, that's it for this week. This has been Press Play, and until next time, this is Scott the Juice saying L'chaim.
1: 888-401-BEER.
3: Moskowitz, you don't want to find me in a dark alley, here's an interview.
0: <laughs> and after this, I'll give you details on my daycare center, trust me. <laughs> I am Scott Moskowitz, make sure I don't touch you. <laughs> here's another
3: great interview. Wait,
7: why don't, Why is this related to molestation? <laughs> you just um, sound I'm, creepy
3: sometimes. You gotta listen to yourself in the interview, where I love you in interviews, you're a great normal speaking guy, mm-hmm. but you do the turn the microphone on thing. Where it goes, hello, this is Scott the Jew, and welcome to another thing where it sounds like I'll be raping your wife. No, you're <laughs> full
7: of crap. No, that used to be, but now the intro's all natural. <clears throat> Very
0: natural. Mm-hmm. Very, yeah. Natural? Yeah. For a right. Kenyan man trying to get his citizenship? What are you talking about? Yeah.
3: <laughs> Uh, by the way, I do want to thank Scott Metzger. Great story. And it sounds like everything is played out like just in a good yeah. sense of humor kind of way, too. Uh, but good for him for making it that way. Just, uh, you know, make it be less fucking... lawyery and shit. Yeah. <laughs>
7: and what, get, get ready for All Natural. Here it comes. Yeah. <laughs> 1967 is oh. fast approaching. to yeah. another edition of the Bray Network's Press Play. This week I, I sat down. I don't want to alert. I don't want to right, alert the. To alert the, uh, the Amber Wait a minute! Number? You cut it off right when it got
3: natural.
0: I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to alert the authorities that I'm in this room. Nor do I want to wake up my captives, <laughs> yeah. But I do have to earn a living. Does this your parole is- officer know where you are right now? <laughs> that's uh.
3: what i was saying. It sounds like yeah. It starts out like. Uh, this is Mom, shut up! I'm about to
0: record this. This is
3: Scott Hello, <laughs> oh, this is Scott Moskowitz.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like, under, like way more under the breath.
3: If Easy. you if you didn't recognize that news intro from the '70s, it's my it's my news intro.
7: <laughs> you know what it is? It's that uh, I always do these things like the morning after some sour beer festival, and then my vocal cords are all relaxed.
0: Oh well, it's a good thing you're fucking like that. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's a fucking professional. Yeah, got maybe wait a maybe wait a day next time. Story at eleven. Oh. You know what? It's, it sounds like it sounds like a news like a like a, like a news <laughs> intro that a sitcom would use. You know,
3: it's like it's, it's purposely like, like that. It's like tongue right, in cheek. It's right out of Anchor Man.
7: Yes, like, that's what I was going for. Stay classy,
3: Pacheco. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's let him. Do, I gotta get to the first oh, two milk words. Was a bad I'm a choice. Jew.
2: I'm an anchor Jew.
3: Here it comes. Let him talk.
7: Hello. Welcome to another edition of the Brewing Network's Press Play.
2: Hello. That's
7: meant
6: to
7: be Scott Metzger. It's really what it Antonio, is. Antonio, Texas. You'll know Scott as the owner of Freetail Brewing Company. If you're not, you'll probably know him from the sarcastic response letter. He what are you, the underwater? <laughs> it's like a What do you want a Russian sub?
0: It, it really sounds... <laughs> sound like radar. <laughs> it really sounds more like, Hello, this is Scott Moskowitz. I'm calling Ben 3859 in response to your uh, missing uh, in the personal ad section. Uh, um, I do like walks on the beach, and I will tell you more about it after this irritating interview.
7: <laughs> Hello, this is Scott Moskowitz.
0: Uh, I'm on the hunt for Red October. <laughs> you can help me by going
3: to... ...episode of the Jersey Shore. I mean, going is on in craft beer.
7: Start off by telling us what happened. All
3: right. Anyway, Focus on the it. content, okay? Not the Content's intro. good. Are we we got to redo your intros and shit. Isn't
7: the That's intro right. part of the content? Why don't you, well, Someone make me an intro then. Don't well, we have a guy that does that? We do. <laughs> maybe <laughs> just maybe
2: just fly the intros or by everybody else first.
7: Or they just say
0: no. They'll never have a suggestion with what to do otherwise. They'll just say no. I'm really good at making intros. I can make you an intro. No. no. Well we'll see You've no. that. You've bad. heard, <laughs> you've heard <laughs> my <laughs> <laughs> intro. You've heard the intro
3: That, that was I made. one out of a lot of bad it was, intros. It was real
0: good.
2: <laughs> it's real good. No. We need to send you your intro to production. Okay, I got one thing to say. I don't know. Thanks, Moscow. Thanks,
7: all right, buddy. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. For what yeah. specifically, Doc? What everything, was that? Every, what was don't that? ask questions. What was that everything, segment about? Yeah, everything
0: Musk. he does. What was the interview about? Does not matter, <laughs> Moscow. Does not matter, Moscow. Does not matter. Thank oh. you for everything you do. There you go. There we go verbal tip. Right. Right. Speaking of verbal tips.
3: Uh, fellas, if you're looking to spice things up in the bedroom or been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie, here's an offer you can't resist. Just go to adamandeve.com and you can get 50% off just about any item. And uh, when you do that, you'll also get uh, three free adult DVDs. Carrot, you ready to write down this coupon code? Uh, <laughs> three free adult DVDs, Right now, DVDs, bitch. Plus a free extra gift. So sensual we can't mention it on internet radio. Uh, go to adamneve.com and use coupon code BNARMY. And on top of all those Listen other to things, what you get for this. you'll also get free shipping. So here's what you get. You go to adamneve.com, you, you type in coupon code BNARMY, you can get 50% off a dildo or anything else. Number one. Uh, any one, size,
13: any diameter, it's great.
3: When you do it, uh, <laughs> or a butt plug or whatever, a cock oh. ring, I don't care what you do. we uh, get 50% off it. Then you're going to get three free DVDs on top of it, <laughs> plus a free gift we can't talk about, and free shipping, all for using coupon code BNARMY. So go to adamandeve.com, check it out. Also, you can go to their mobile site, emma.adamandeve.com, if you just can't wait until you get home. I right. can't wait. Do it now. Check it out, Doc. Go to it right now. Right now.
6: That's the last thing right he needs
3: his wife to find on his phone.
4: What are you going to Adam
3: and Eve for? trying to buy you a dildo, baby. Don't even worry about it. it Don't even worry. Hopefully yeah. oh, she finds it
2: at home before she finds it on my phone.
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> Either way, you're fucked. Air <laughs> day. All right. AdamEad.com. Coupon code Army. Check it out. Cha. All right. Well done on the interview with Scott Metzger. Thanks to Scott Metzger. Thanks to Clay Robinson uh, nice. from Sun King Brewing Company for being with us today. And check them out in uh, all over Indiana, actually. They're uh, brewing a lot of beer that they only <laughs> sell in one state. So it must be all over that place. You know what I'm saying? No. Picking up what I'm putting down? No. All right. You ready for feedback? Yes. yes. Wow. Yeah. All right. We can do feedback. Always feedback. I think baby. we can do feedback. Let's see.
6: Oh, my God.
3: You've
7: got mail. Hey oh, who did that intro, man? That sucks balls, man.
0: <laughs> I actually really like it. It's very classic and playful. <laughs> it is
2: a derelict hollow boys.
0: I wouldn't be afraid for the voice behind that intro to play with my kids in a park. Oh, yeah. This is Scott Moskowitz for the Moskowitz Babysitting Agency. (laughs) (laughs) I'm starting a babysitting club. You can trust your kids with Scott. The Babysitter's Club.
3: That's your your T-shirt slogan. That's right. Trust your kids with Scott. Uh,
0: Come to Moskowitz Day Camp where we learn taxidermy. And, 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 and Cybercrime Detection. And Morse Code. And the song is called Baby Lick Hollow. <laughs> <laughs> How to wipe right. your hard drive in five seconds. How to use a periscope in a submarine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All I right. don't have to. I have to pee, though. Baby
3: Wipes 101. Ben Foot slash Triple Chicken Foot writes in, Hey, Beener's been listening to the show over three years, and my brewing has improved ever since the first show I heard. A great show, blah, 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 blah. blah. Um, then he sent some music that I didn't get. And then he said. Uh,
0: <laughs> I sent it to you specifically for that.
3: I know, I wrote back to you, there was no
0: attachment. At oh, all. I didn't get that one. Yeah. And he still didn't understand. Months ago,
3: I brewed. Here's a question for, I think, probably Tasty and Doc, uh, maybe Kara, if she's in on the yeast situation. Uh, months ago, I brewed Jamil's Kolsch using German Kolsch yeast from White Labs, if you've heard of them. Wait, wait, wait. No, I'm not racist. Yeah, for a German Kölsch from White Labs, it finished correct and clean. I brewed a pale ale and used the yeast from the Kölsch to ferment that after the Kölsch. The pale ale was great. Lots of hops and malt flavor. Good beer. Awesome. You're welcome. All right, this January, I set up to do the same thing, except this time the beer I brewed first was a 50% pale and 50% wheat malt beer. Using White Lab's German call sheist. The fifty percent, fifty percent beer was fine and finished clean. Then I brewed that same pale ale that I like so much as the first time by using the yeast again. But uh. this time my pale ale lost most of the hop character and has this off mouth feel. So his question is, does yeast change after it has fermented wheat? And thus affected the flavor of my pale ale. Because the first time it seemed to work perfectly, and the sec- second time it didn't. Is it because of the wheat, or did something else like go wrong? No, he just sucks wrong? as a brewer. Something? You do He's, that close to your face. He
2: just sucks as a brewer.
3: Something else went wrong. Uh, it's not it, like It.
2: I don't have enough parameters to go on this whole kind of thing. No, uh, the, wheat, the wheat shouldn't have anything to do with it. Um, mo- the yeast, if, it, if it's a clean yeast, it should it should ferment clean and just be bigger. Okay. Um, m- most of the time you should worry about um, tiring out your yeast. If you're going to uh, make them do a, a big Belgian thing and then do a pail after that, something like that.
3: But going Kolsch to a pale ale, it doesn't no, have anything to do with the wheat.
2: No, it, it, it shouldn't have anything to do with that. I would look more into um, his water. If he's using uh, city water, city water is going to change from spring to fall, that kind of thing.
3: That's a
13: good call. Yeah, yep, that could change. I, I
2: would really, I would really push that one more more than just
13: the yeast issue. Tasty. Well, yeah. To me, like sugar, sugar. So I don't think the yeast are really going to put out anything different or carry anything over from the wheat malt versus the, uh, the pale malt. So. Okay. There's something else going on there. So yeah, very,
2: and, and he's talking about it being more of a. Um, uh, 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 the hoppy thing, kind of, kind of, yeah. That, that has to do more with, with um, uh, w- what's going to push forward, uh, and that goes back with the sulfates
0: in the water. Okay, all right, good answer, JP. Oh, I was, <laughs> was going to—I no, don't have an answer, <laughs> but, but I expected you to not ask me, and then I was going to go, "Why didn't you ask me?" And then you would go, <laughs> "Okay, what's it. your advice?" And then I would JP? go, "I don't know. I just want to know." <laughs> So uh, no, but fifty percent wheat. What the fuck is wrong with you? It's a lot of wheat, isn't it? Yeah, it's, I think it's way too much. That's a wheat beer, and it sounds gross. It is, it is a wheat. But by, yeah. by the way, that's a wheat beer,
3: right?
2: I, I don't <laughs> th- it sounds real gross. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't think that tax that didn't tax the <laughs> yeast any. Did it didn't. It, it didn't push the yeast okay. at all. No, right.
0: no you're not going to change the molecular structure or the biological thing of the yeast. It's oh still yeah, I yeast. like
2: yeast. I ain't yeah. going back, honey. Right.
0: Right, <laughs> what Doc said, but you know, with more teeth. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's see.
3: That was from Triple Chicken Foot. So there you go. Thanks for writing in. All right, Rob writes in. Uh, hey, Justin, I thought Fal Allen was a great guest on your program, both knowledgeable and entertaining. Foul's the man. The yes. zone you all got into was great, and exactly why I followed the podcast. Keep up the great work. Uh, planning on becoming a donor.
0: Donor. I think he
3: meant organ donor for JP's <laughs> failing heart. Oh,
0: it is. Now it hurts.
6: just <laughs> because I mentioned it. Yeah, why do
3: you I'm... say that
6: to me? It failed a long time why ago. Did you, why did you do that? <laughs> why? I you hurt s- me. I don't see why you had to say that about my heart.
0: Uh, you should do Moscow's intro. <laughs> and now,
3: Scott, Scott Moskowitz with another interview.
5: Brought to you by Pampers.
3: <laughs> and nicotine.
6: <laughs> in that order.
0: And ankle bracelets. yes, Monitor bracelets. All
3: right, Rob writes in. His He's got a question for Tasty. And parole. I recently went back and listened to the Cantillon show and heard Tasty say that he stopped using hop sacks. Oh, shit! I started using mine because of Tasty <laughs> oh. on the Can You Brew It
5: episode! What yes. a
13: what a hypocrite!
5: <laughs>
6: <laughs>
13: <laughs> can we cut that out? <clears throat> we can edit that out. Yeah, that'll be edited out. Don't All worry about it.
3: This is Scott Moskowitz and I just put my finger in your girlfriend's <laughs> ass <laughs> in a crowded subway. And my uh, girlfriend, I mean child. I, I don't think that could be hopped out. So, <laughs> so he says, I started using my sacks because of Tasty and the Candy It episodes. So now I'm wondering why he's moved away from using them. Did you switch to flowers instead of pellets, or why did you encourage us on the sacks, Tasty, and then take them away?
13: Well, the sacks were, I think, a carryover from my, my previous, you know, bias towards using sacks. Brewing life, yeah. Yes, you know, my older brewing days. Mm-hmm. That um, was before I, you had your own merchandise. I, I I talked about sacks on the show in the context of like you know being able to have the option of pulling out your sixty minute hops if you want to like do an extended boil. Yeah. Say your gravity's uh, too too low and you want to just want to boil longer, but you don't want to add any bitterness. You could pull out the uh, sixty minute hop before you do your late additions.
3: I still like this idea.
13: It's still a valuable thing to do if you're having a problem, just say hitting those gravities maybe you know hitting your, your final your gravity I don't got uh, a
0: problem hitting that shit
3: y-
13: you may want you may, <laughs> wa- may want to do that but like once you, you you don't have to worry about that I find you know pellet hops are loose to be more like what the, the pros are doing and that just seems to me like a you know a better uh, better uh, model to, to go after Okay, and
3: then they're just uh, in solution and being right, and they're also it's turbid. Then they're really th- being thrown around, and
13: yeah, yeah, they're moving around. And I've gone to a uh, a better, I get a better whirlpool than I used to get too. So I don't, uh, the, the sacks are getting in the way. I mean, you think about the sacks are floating around kind of yeah, yeah. imbalance way, but the the loose hops, you know, kind of spin create a real uniform sort of like cloud of hop right then as the whirlpool settles down they all go into the middle really nice so okay that's one of the reasons i just you know, did it that way well i forgive you but i don't know that rob's going to sounds like he's pretty butthurt about it. Uh, <laughs> I, I still use socks oh see doc yeah, still Docs, do you use, do use he sacks? Uh, he's the, a sack <laughs> he's a socks.
2: the amount of crap i pull out when i pull out a sock at the end of the brew day
3: do you actually use socks the, for your sacks? <laughs> They look like socks. Okay, but it's a sack. <laughs> it's, yes, it it's is. It's a mesh. I just want, I, mean, I meant that honestly, because why shop. not use socks as a hop sack? I mean, um, and I guess they're more expensive. It's well, well, well,
2: Tasty said you can pull, mm-hmm. pull it back out when you want, and yeah. and the amount of vegetable stuff that I just pull out at the end that doesn't go either through my uh, fermenter or into the fermenter or in, into uh, anything else.
3: Yeah. It's just like being able to pull it out of solution. Yeah. yeah, I got it. All right. Uh, uh, feedback brought to you today by HopTech Homebrew <laughs> Supply. You can go to hoptech.com yes. and check them out. And uh, we love HopTech Homebrew Supply. Them. Jade and Roberto are very nice people down there. If you ever want to go do some homebrew shopping, maybe even try a little homebrew, Roberto's a nice brewer and a good brewer. And uh, go check them out. HopTech Homebrew Supply, longtime supporter of the Brewing Network now. And we like them. They go to all our events and uh, just cool people.
2: Oh, yeah. They give us good homebrew. You'll always know who they are. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're very homebrew people.
7: They have that sweet hop grenade tap handle.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. All right, Drunk of the Week. Do you think we're going to get any calls on a Monday night Drunk of the Week? I Mm. doubt it. 888-401-BEER, 888-401-BEER. Remember, I started a new uh, rule for Drunk of the Week last week. It has to be a unanimous decision. That's right. So uh, we have to uh, state our case uh, for Drunk of the Week. While we're waiting for our Drunk of the Week calls, 888-401-BEER. Uh, call in, Drunk of the Week. Uh, Susie will take your questions. Let's talk to Kara a little bit from uh, White Labs. Now, we've talked to a lot of the White Labs folks, but uh, Kara is in this week. Kara, what do you do for White Labs?
14: I am the Analytical Laboratory Specialist.
3: Is that right?
14: Yeah. That's a nice title. <laughs> I know, right? Thank yeah, you. Yeah, what does
3: that do? the hell does that mean?
14: I do all the beer analysis. So we have at our new location an analytical lab, and I do all the beer analysis. So people send in their beers. They want to know what's wrong with them. They want to know how much alcohol is in them, calcium, bacteria. Do you have a oh, gas yeah.
2: Do you have a gas chromatograph?
14: I do have a gas chromatograph. I'm, in lo-
2: I'm so in love with you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's uh, how Doc gets a boner. A gas <laughs> chromatograph. Oh, I do. I so do. <laughs> Do you know how to use your gas chromatograph?
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> you should have a bumper sticker that says, uh, you know, lab girls do it while gassy or some stupid Cara,
14: thing do... Like that. I don't think that's going to work for me. Uh,
3: do Doc a favor and give me, like, the first couple steps of, like, setting up the gas chromatograph. Like, how do you put a beer into this? Um, I don't even know what this thing I is. I put
14: it in a... I put 10 mils into a vial. Oh, yeah. And it goes into the headspace unit. <laughs> it gets real hot. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) And all of the compounds volatiles. You've done this before. They
3: volatilize. Now I'm listening.
14: Go ahead. A needle punctures the vial. Yeah. And those volatiles will go into a column and then separates by peaks. And you look at the area of the peaks, how much is in the columns. I do this for...
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, they get shot out of the column. Yes, Yes. they do. They get shot
14: out of the column of the detector. And uh, I can do this for diacetyl very popular
3: okay Detective. or i can do esters and fusels now oh. what now in in all seriousness what when you say you can do this for a diacetyl it gives you like how many parts per million of per that billion. Com- per so billion. diacetyl
14: you're looking at a tiny 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 mouth i can oh, see hella
3: tiny. I mean, she knows
2: you <laughs> so clean
3: <laughs> <laughs> what what is a um i mean i guess it obviously depends on the beer style but yeah. so, for a style that that really doesn't want the flavor of diacetyl what would be a number range that that is a good number?
14: On average, if you were to look at that, you would want it to be under a hundred parts per billion.
3: Wow, um, that sounds like a tiny, tiny it is amount. A
14: very tiny amount. And um, I'm sure I've
3: never made a beer that would have made would have met that amount. No, that's <laughs> not
14: true. That's not true at all. I think uh, we, we see a good amount. <laughs> we see a good amount under a hundred.
3: Okay, what's another compound uh, that you? Uh, DMS.
14: Yes, DMS. You've got to, I can't do that at work right now, but it uh, because the threshold is so low. So a lot of these thresholds, the the flavor threshold is so low that it's really hard to detect. Okay, I so, uh, say,
2: ma'am, can you do that one? Can, can s- oh the precursor the
14: precursor? No, it's same thing. You have to have a sulfur detector. I don't have a sulfur detector. Okay. What? But I do have <laughs> uh,
0: fucking I hear white yeast has honey it. honey oh
8: what what
14: I know that's not true Um so <laughs> we also have an Anton Paar alkalizer, which I had I don't this know first the album What else is bonus over but um we can look at <laughs> alcohol okay. calories pH uh, extract values so it can calculate your uh, original gravity based I'm on your how new much best alcohol I Density, uh, lots of good values. Which... Well, can you
0: measure Scott for density? <laughs> uh, right,
3: the core the I don't
14: think he'll fit in like the 50 mil yeah,
0: vial, He will. Right? He will. Right? Some pretty will. small.
3: Well, now here's the good thing about that. Now, I know that Doc is saying that you're, you're his new best friend, but the truth is you're kind of everybody's new best friend if they're into this thing, because you guys have a, a QC day thing at White Labs where... Any home brewer can participate in this analysis program. Is that right?
14: Yeah. So typically it's offered um, mostly for pro brewers, but it's definitely offered um, for home brewers also. Um, For $139, you get a kit with two two bottles for beer. So you can put them in um, and then you send it back to us. You get... Diacetyl, you get alcohol, pH, color, extract values, attenuation values, and micro. Wow. Micro uh, in terms of contaminants. Other
3: things aside than the, the yeast that you put in there? Yeah, yeah. so
14: looking at uh, wild yeast, um, anaerobic bacteria, aerobic bacteria. Um, and so it's a, it's a pretty good deal. Obviously, $139 for a home brewer can be yeah. a little bit on the top. And that's Not why it, it's sort of.
13: Not a problem for dark.
14: No, well, okay, yeah. <laughs> Carrie, you didn't
13: mention I, IBUs. That's not part of the analysis? Yes, no, sorry. IBUs oh, is also, okay. um, oh, which like is also, also,
14: definitely, of right. course. yeah.
13: Well, let's um, face
3: it. That's not for every home brewer, but we know a lot of listeners and home brewers on this station that that's what they want. They've been doing this long enough and okay. entering competitions, and it's a hobby that they don't mind spending a little dough on. That's a nice thing to be able to get. You get the full analysis of your yes. beer. And you are in yes. charge of this program, Kara. I am. Yeah. I,
14: am uh, I am definitely. So if you are interested, um, it's on our website, but you can also email me at kara, K-A-R-A, at whitelabs.com. Okay. Um, you can email me and if you want to sign up. The deadline to sign up is on Friday, uh, the February 17th. So, oh, this Friday. Yes, this Friday. Um,
3: But that does, does that mean that... In the future, the, the, we're going
14: to have some nice homebrew uh, test kits coming out. So.
3: Does that mean submissions have to like be at your desk by Friday? No, no, no. no. So basically,
14: you submit. sign up, and then we send you a kit, and it comes with the shipping, uh, mm-hmm. the shipping return label oh, cool. and everything. So, so send yeah. you
3: an email bu- before Friday, yeah. and this could happen. Yes. Give your email again.
14: Kara, K-A-R-A, at whitelabs.com.
3: Okay, cool. Yes. So,
14: I like it. I'm telling you, I know a bunch
3: of beer guys that yeah. want this analysis yeah. of their beer. So
2: is, is a lot of this born from um, uh, ProLabs, labs? They, they want to know if they're consistent.
14: Yeah, well, so these, uh, this equipment that you were so excited over is very, very expensive. Most people cannot afford... Most pro-brewers yeah. can't really afford equipment like this. So it gives them the opportunity um, to do that. And also, uh, when you enter your beer, you're entering it by style. And so when we give you the results, we're also giving you your results, but also the mean values for the style also. Mm-hmm. So you get to compare it to... Um, hundreds of beer we get almost uh we get over 600 samples every time we do this so you get a a really big range of uh of data which is really cool okay yeah
3: all right i love it you can send an email over to kara and uh get involved in this program and next year it sounds like i i I was uh talking to some other white labs folks too i can't say their names because i get a lot of top secret information from Mm -hmm. our sponsors they oh. all like to give me top-secret info, uh, Chris, which
2: I love. Chris or Mike. Chris is real good at doing it. Chris that. or Mike. They, <laughs> which,
3: they, they which give top-secret
7: info, really, to the mouthiest guy in craft beer? Yes.
3: <laughs> uh, and it turns out, like Kara is actually saying here, that it, it'll be kind of a more available program uh, Yeah, in the we've years, been so.
14: noticing that um, homebrewers are looking for this, so we want to yeah. make it available, so we're working on something for you
6: guys.
3: Love it. All right, let's take some Drunk of the Week calls. We'll do more with Kara in just a minute. But first of all... Uh, Barley Even Sober uh, is online. (laughs) Moscow loves the name. I get it! Uh, Barley Even Sober, what's happening?
4: It's Barley Ever Sober, dude. (laughs) Uh,
5: Jesus, get it right! My little munchkins. What's up, man? How's it going? Where are you calling
4: from? Uh, Charlotte, North Carolina.
0: North Carolina, huh? Head of the Lollipop Guild.
3: (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> All right.
4: What's up?
3: And, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a Monday night, you know. I don't know if you knew that, but it's a Monday
0: night. You're calling in for Drunk of the Week. Uh, uh, your, oh, maybe, yeah. your y, maybe your Y chromosome count is up. I don't know. I, I
4: know. I'm I'm off tomorrow, so I got the whole day to
5: hang
6: over.
0: Not a boy. <laughs> Not a boy. Cause, cause, I like how it's a verb.
3: <laughs>
6: right? I'm not use that. I'm a start. I'm I'm now, start.
2: It's Tuesday in
3: North Carolina. Yeah. I kind of <laughs> like that too. That's, I what love I did. It. That's what I did Saturday. I just hanged over uh, all day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what
4: have you been drinking, dude? Um, I started off with uh, Hop Slam and uh, moved on to Sierra Nevada's Celebration, and now I'm uh, drinking some New Belgium Diggs Pale Ale.
3: The pale ale. All right. I gotcha. And how long have you been drinking for?
4: Um pretty much since like the start of your show. So I had to wait till the kids went to bed and started drinking then. So
3: <laughs> You got a wife too or just kids?
4: Oh right. uh, yeah, yeah. I got a wife. Uh, That's she was good. at at class tonight, so I had to wait till she got mm-hmm. out of class kinda to really oh. start drinking.
2: What class would that be? Upper uh
4: she's She's going to uh, be a nurse and stuff. I, mean, I, I was, was going to say
3: school. nursing school. Is your wife uh, the same person that's the mother of your children?
8: Yes, she is. Okay. Yeah, that's
3: quite normal. Uh, you can tell they're not from California. <laughs> <Yeah.
2: They're>, uh... <laughs> or any, anywhere west of the Mississippi. <laughs> right.
4: I'm just checking. Yeah, so. Um, started listening to you guys in like November ish. I'm uh, up in the archives up till uh, uh, early 2007.
2: Wait, last but November?
4: Your, uh, yeah, I started listening this past November that just passed. So, wow! And I'm up to 2007 now. Started at the beginning and have been working my way through. So
3: 2007 was a was a good year. Uh, it's a good vintage. You know, things happened there. It's uh, probably maybe not our best season. No, but was it
0: was a, the stuff-to-things ratio was off, I think. Like I that, think so, too. You know.
3: All right, Barley Sober. Well, uh, how would we, if your friends were around you right now... It's how, Barley how, Ever
2: Sober. How, how would they know you're drunk? What would they say? How would they know? What do you um, do? Take your
0: thumb out of me.
4: When <laughs> I start drinking, I start, I, I start Facebook posting, which is no good. And I also, um, I also have a nah. tendency to stand up, and start stumbling around, okay. which I'm doing right now, out in my uh, brewery right now. So. <laughs> don't fall over! I don't want
3: anybody getting hurt for drunk of the week. Can you streak down yeah, your neighborhood? Like mm, uh, all right. Can you how many, uh, can you please post on your Facebook uh, right now? Um, I have a man crush on JP
0: from the Brewing Network, but be sure to tag us on Facebook because we want the
4: you know. I'm pretty sure I can do that As soon as I get off my phone
3: Alright, get off the phone And you're in the running for Drunk of the Week But I want you to tag JP as I have a man crush On JP from the Brewing Network
4: Okay, I will post I have a man crush on JP from the Brewing Network As soon as I get off the phone
3: Alright, you're in the running for Drunk of the Week, my friend Well done
5: Alright, man, have a good one
0: Cheers, brother And it just left his head yeah, <laughs> he has no idea what just happened. Uh, I did do the Twitter game, even though we didn't announce it. Do you want to do that, or yeah, do you what want to take was more the Twitter d- game? Well, well, I took a picture of Moscow. You did. I took a picture of Moscow and I tweeted it to Twitter. Eatered it, and I wanted compliments. Wait, today? Yeah, you want a I want compliments. I said compliment this man. What does this mean to you? So I'm getting compliments for Moscow. And uh, we can vote on them if you'd like, or we can wait a little bit and do some Drunk of the Week. It's really up to you. It's your show.
3: Is Are the compliments based on the photograph?
0: Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh. They're based on the photograph.
3: Okay. So so I need to see the photograph. Oh, and would so you like to? Here. Yeah. I need yeah. to see the I'll photograph to know to be able to vote on the uh, the compliments. Okay.
0: You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right.
3: Same with our listeners at home. They need to go to our Twitter feed which is Twitter.com slash Brewing Network, and look it at is. the photo you, so that you know what people are commenting you on. You
2: just look all jacked
3: up. And they had to be, you know, you've been you've been a lot about the positivity cool. lately, JP, with compliments and things. I look horrible.
0: And, oh, no, uh, that's the wrong picture. That's me laying in bed with my cat. I'm no, sorry. You should
3: have posted yeah. that uh, because I have a few comments. Oh, oh I have
0: a few comments about that, yeah.
3: While we're waiting to get the, uh, the comments on this, I have a, uh, okay, I see.
0: Uh, well, it just looks like. It's, it's just Moscow, what just he's Moscow. wearing right now. Okay. Yeah.
3: Moscow. Uh, I as some a listener sent in a new intro already to the newsfeed. Already? Really? Yeah.
0: What? Oh, would you suck. like would you like to hear it? Do that while I text on my phone. Here we go.
14: When Scott
3: the Jew <laughs> with you now to read you an interview he has done because he's Jewish and he's Lachayim Once again, Scott the Jew with news. And that's from the same era
6: as oh. <laughs> this
3: original. It one. actually is a little better. <laughs> I think maybe next time this is your new...
0: Uh, uh, already Jew, it's better.
3: With with you dee dee now, dee. To read you a interview he has done. Because he's Jewish and he's Lachayim. Once again, Scott the Jew with news.
8: I like it. All right, let's
0: go to our... Go on ahead. the Worlitzer. It's
6: like uh, closing <laughs> credits to yeah, uh, Boogie Nights. <it, laughs> yeah. like, all
3: right, let's go to Ellis uh, in Texas for Drunk of the Week. Ellis, what's happening?
8: What's up, guys?
0: How you doing, brother? Not much,
3: man.
8: Oh, all right.
3: How's things in Texas?
8: <laughs> good... Uh, they're good, kind of cold, but not as cold as some of the other guys would probably feel like it is, I guess.
3: What part of Texas are you in? Uh, the racist part know, or the but... other part? <laughs> The Texas
2: well part. Is
8: there another part? <laughs> <laughs> you are
2: from Texas. right?
8: It's a fair question, Ellis. Well, there's,
2: there's small yeah. pockets, I think. Right.
8: Yeah. Well, you're right. You're right. I, I'm just. uh... <laughs> it's just, north it's of Houston, a little less miles or so.
3: Okay, just out of Houston. I got exactly you. where?
2: How long have you been
3: home
8: Uh, a little over a year now.
3: Okay. Are you still racist? <laughs> No. Alice, I can tell. I'm recovering. He's recovering. (laughs) I'm recovering. (laughs) All right. Do you uh, you have a Confederate flag tattoo
8: anywhere? No, actually, I don't. I have not reached that point in my life. I have not matured to that point, I suppose. Right. He's not ready for it yet. It's possible. (laughs)
3: It's too. It's too bad that the Confederate flag is such a shitty uh, symbol of our history because I, I, it's kind of a rad flag. I,
2: I I really like
3: it. Design wise, yeah. it's a nice flag. However, it's kind of fucked up.
7: You know, it's like that Nazi uniform. <laughs> Aesthetically, they're
3: very pleasing. <laughs> you make a good point, Moscow. There, you know.
8: Uh, the... <laughs> Yes. Well, I mean, I, well, I have a, uh, I, of course, I have a Confederate uniform and a Nazi uniform in my in my closet. <laughs> you know,
3: right. Because they look good on a dude. You, you know? know? Uh, they're very damper. Yeah, it looks
8: more professional in, yeah. you know, than someone in a Nazi or, or Confederate uniform, yep. I mean, really. You
7: ever right. combine them, like wear the Confederate jacket with the Nazi helmet? <laughs> you
8: can't. Not that. after Labor exactly, Day.
2: Yeah. They were not the designed haphazardly. The States, there was a reason yeah. there.
8: Right. Yeah, I mean. A swastika and a job interview, there's 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 no better combination.
13: That's how you get work in Texas.
8: Alice, what, what 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 uh
3: what do you do for a living, Alice?
8: Well, uh, I, I work for a, a university. I'm kinda working a grunt. What are you laughing at, grunt Doc?
6: There's
3: universities in Texas, you yeah, asshole. Yeah, but you're still working.
8: For <laughs> I did go to in an interview the other day, and I, I'm, a, I'm a brand new employee of the United States Postal Service. I don't know if that's a good idea or not. Oh, that's but a secret ship,
6: though. Fair Be careful enough. with that.
8: Employment hey. is employment. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Take what you can get, man.
8: Yeah, right.
3: All right. You've been drinking tonight?
8: Yeah, just a little. <laughs> a little Sweet. bit. What, do you, what have you had? Well, uh, I've got a pale ale. Um, uh, like five and a half percent or some, I had a few of those, a couple Imperial Browns. I've got an eight and 8.4% Imperial Brown. I had one earlier and a 7.3 percenter, uh, Brooklyn Brewery. What is it? Black Chocolate Stout. That's racist.
6: I uh, had racist. one of those to help
8: get the morning go, help get the evening going.
3: That's good um, beer help get the morning going that was a little slip there he's like well listen i said i just applied for the job i didn't get it yet that's how i got the morning i waiting on hearing right. back.
2: they didn't prove that i wanted
0: this job yeah yeah right
9: you married ellis
8: so, yeah
0: is your yes, wife? Is your wife drunk, or she's? Well, asleep? someone, someone just fucking sobered up. No,
8: uh, <laughs> the, the, I, I could prove I'm married the, the fact that I'm standing outside right now, and it's about forty degrees.
6: <laughs> right. Yeah. Good for you. Uh, so,
8: wife and two kids are in bed in, inside, and yeah, I, I'd, I I'd inside. be smart not to disrupt that. <laughs> 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 All
3: right, that's true. That would be smart. All right, Alice, you're in the running for drunk of the week, man. Thanks, dude. Cheers, brother. Thanks for the phone call. Bye. Later. Bye. Bye. All right. Uh, and Fierce Beard is on uh, line one. Now, didn't Fierce Beard uh, write our Drunk of the Week song? Yes, he did. he did. Fierce Beard, what's happening, man?
5: Hey, not a whole lot. <laughs> can, can, can you hear me? I'm, sorry, I'm all fucked
13: up. Uh, yeah. You don't
3: oh, my god. Fierce Beard is always, I think, stoned of the week when he calls in.
5: <laughs> Very slurry. You know, you know, the first time I called in, you guys were like, I think you've got mess, and I was, and, I'm not, I'm, mess. Turn I'm
3: not. Turn off your computer, Fierce Beard. <laughs> uh, yeah,
5: I'm working and on it. your friends. I'm sorry. I'm working on it. Here, I'm going to play, yeah, I'm going to play sound. a little
3: bit of your Drunk of the Week song so the folks at home know what you've contributed to this uh, contest.
5: Oh, right on. drinking since the sun came up started with bloodies in a coffee cup i'm seeing double mind but that's all right you know i gotta be the drunk of the week tonight hey, 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 hey.
6: All
3: right. that's fear spirit contributing to oh, our drug so i listened Pretty to that good. in my car fear spirit man, just man, so you know <laughs> <laughs> moscow's favorite and song that's that. That was me.
2: Yeah. Worse to live by.
3: <laughs> that was me. I
7: felt
14: like it was a Nickelback cover
5: or <laughs> <laughs> Care of that? Care of oh,
0: that? Yeah. This shit ain't right. I'm hungry. baby. That shit ain't right, ah, yeah. oh, ain't right girl.
7: <laughs> Nickelback covers Fierce Beard. Oh, man.
5: I didn't mean that. I'm so. <laughs> all fucked up, though. You know, sorry if that, you Kinda know, brings up. your showdown. You being fucked up, or you sounding like
3: Nickelback? What do you think brings it down?
5: Uh, god damn it! I never wanted to be compared to Nickelback <laughs> ever. I'm so Sorry.
0: Nickelback to be maybe that's to Nickelback. maybe that's not a, 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 a band name we should talk about when you're drunk. <laughs> it's not. It's yeah, not the perhaps, easiest to enunciate properly, uh, unless you're in nipple Nickelback. Nippleback.
5: Nipple. <laughs> nipple. Oh, nipples. Yeah, well, you know it. As long as uh, It's Coming out of uh, You know Sam Kel Kel it's One
0: of them Sam's Kelzone uh, Cal, <laughs> It's
5: Kelzone
2: <George> <laughs> <laughs> What it is Sam thingers Shit
3: I hate my new Fucking Rhapsody bought out Napster Yeah And the whole thing Sucks now Just it's get a, all on
2: YouTube Yeah Cause you don't feel like a criminal anymore?
3: No, no, no. I paid for, I've been paying for Napster for, Don't care. S- for seven years. You're still a criminal. <laughs> okay. For, for unrelated the, reasons. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, you're right. I am, but it has nothing to do with this <laughs> conversation. And now I can't look up tracks. I mean, I should have had Nickelback up two minutes ago. Yeah. And this new fucking Rhapsody pisses me off. Shh. You know,
5: you guys you guys compared me to uh, I'm
3: changing your name M- to
5: Fierce. Norm Funken. McDonald,
3: <laughs> Fierce back.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy, that guy. You're McDonald. Now you compare me to Nickelback, and you might as well (laughs) all the the douchiest sounding entertainers that we know.
6: (laughs) (laughs) It's
2: not bad Uh, enough that
3: they're from Canada, but a uh, fierce, fierce Nickel. Uh, On a scale of one to ten, how
0: drunk are you? I do kind of like fierce Nickel.
3: (laughs)
5: Oh, I'm pretty hammered, but because you know, like I had to fight. With my boss today. About what? Well, about the fact that my boss is my other boss's daughter. And I'm just not (laughs) allowed to, like...
0: You were arguing that point with her? (laughs) My boss is No, I'm
5: just just not allowed to, uh, you know, apparently I'm not allowed to be upset with my boss's daughter because he's her daughter.
2: I understand. That sounds not like a Nickelback tune. Yeah. I understand yeah. too.
0: Yeah, let's hear it.
5: Nickelback tune. Drunk all the week. Oh yeah. Drunk all the week. Oh yeah. Hey. <laughs> this is drunk the week. Burp, 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 burp. This is the news segment. Our name is Moscow.
0: Oh my god. What is oh this? I feel, feel like I feel like a wrestler is about to walk through the door
3: and start <laughs> slamming people. Yeah. Fierce Nicholas.
1: Fucking two four. My my oh, right I your pants.
7: Can you play some Norm Macdonald over this?
3: Yeah. He's fucking at. No, I don't even no, have it anymore. I don't even yeah. uh, These- I mean, give a care.
1: This is what it's all about. These asswipes have it's sold
3: uh, more back. albums than we'll ever have downloads. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me depressed about the human condition.
2: Yeah, I just. My son makes more fun of Nickelback than they actually does the, the Foo Fighters. So, yeah. I don't even know what that means. But <laughs> all I right, uh,
3: hey, uh, Nickelback, fierce, beard. really bad, yeah. Nickelbeard, nickel. Nickelbeard, fierce Nipple, nipple.
5: Yeah,
3: yeah, You're, beard you're right back. On. You're in the running for drunk of the I'm week, on. dude.
5: Oh, kick ass! Yeah. I kind of yeah. like,
0: beard, beard. <laughs> kind of like Beardback beard back.
3: Yeah.
5: <laughs> That's do you like guys
14: a do a drunk a hot tub. email no, of the week?
0: No, did you get a real drunk one? Oh, yeah. Oh, People in the chat oh, are saying that, saying that they're emailing you. I, I gotta go,
3: Fierce Beard. Uh, oh, they are, in the they running. are, they are. Hang on, I've got, uh, I also have Blobber, blobber Gleeby Glop on the line. Oh, Glee-by, no. Blooby, 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 turn all your shit off. Go. Blooby, turn all your Stop shit it. off so I can...
7: You know? oh, Jesus. Blooby's drunk.
3: Turn on <laughs> <laughs> you have to hear me tell oh, him. That's He's really good sh- advice, too. He's in Quebec. He should be. Are you ready to talk to me now, Bloob?
6: Fuck. Oh, <laughs> <yes. laughs>
3: there you go. Hello. Hey, Hello. Are you, is this a drunk of the week all, Bloob? Now, Bloob. Yes.
0: Oh, <laughs> How drunk are you? I can't turn all this off. Shit off. Bobby, can I hear you?
1: <laughs> can I hear you?
0: I don't I, know. I think you can. <laughs> Apparently not. But you know, listen to that delay. That's,
13: there's like a second, maybe. Yeah, it, it is a long time. Let's just all say everything twice. Get him for Hello. I think he's tapped Hello? into the satellite. Uh, how drunk
3: are you, dude? Satellite. Of you? Love. Can you hear? Can 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 I hear yeah. you? Can, can 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 yeah.
6: Hello. Hi. Hello.
3: <laughs> oh. I guess he can't hear I us. I can't
6: hear
2: you. Oh. Yes, you can. It's too bad. Hello? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> can you hear me? No. Nope. No.
5: Nope. Nope. Yeah. I can't look, hear look at you. the TV. We're nodding our heads. Blubber. It's just keep working properly. <laughs>
8: <laughs> just let him figure hey! it out.
0: to her own fucking song. Oh, Bob, Bobby Brown, oh I apologize. You
11: you it. I can't hear shit. I mean, I hope you guys are hearing me. Oh, yeah. We got, <laughs> got oh, yeah,
2: all that. Oh, yeah. We're, we're there.
6: And Good night.
5: Good night, Bobby. We'll it's pretty close.
14: Until the end.
3: Don't like See, We stuff. don't need Whitney. Which one's Blobber? <laughs> the alive
0: one.
6: <laughs> 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 Twitter <What's> you sound! <laughs> All
0: right.
7: Okay. <clears throat> Twitter game? I want, can we taste this? I, want yeah, I need some feedback on this beer. Holy yeah, what shit. do we got here? The uh, Moscow your, beer? Uh, Yeah, the recipe's in your email. Yeah, it's a Belgian yeah, yeah, double. This is the not a kit for the first time, and this is like the eighth batch now, and this is not a kit. This was a uh, recipe that uh, Phil designed, and then uh, the two of us brewed it. It's
0: all right. It's pretty thin. Yeah. That's that one. What temperature
13: did this for a minute? Um, it's 63. I didn't get any. I didn't Did you get ever any. raise it up at the end or anything? No. It's got a lot of salt for you, it? <laughs>
0: uh, it? needs to be warmer, I'm looking out. and uh, there needs to be more mouthfeel in it. And it's a little too Scott bitter
3: the Jews um, now To read you a More beer over for uh, Susie please Because he's Jewish And he's La-S1. Did you say that it's a Belgian ale or not? Or a Belgian double yes,
0: Oh no, that's good me another one again you. Um
3: Good so it should be a Belgian, like, But it tastes
0: like an amber saison It's now, very bubble gum It tastes like a Rogan beer <laughs> <laughs> Yeah lots
2: of bubblegum for sure Lots it of like, bubble gum it lots Tastes of like bubble.
3: eight things Scott the Jews with you now, to read you a interview he has done. It's a good Belgian because double. He's Jewish. It's okay. And he's Lachaya.
2: No, it's not. Once
3: again, Scott the Jew. Fail.
2: No? With fail.
3: <laughs> what's wrong with it? Because why?
2: It does not taste anything close to
0: Belgian Maybe stuff. all the things I said Scott when
3: you... Yeah, um, like the, uh... Say them again, you asshole. You don't have to be passive aggressive. <laughs> I wasn't listening fail. to oh, I was talking to Doc. <laughs> fail, fail, fail. Huh. What are they talking... What, what's wrong with it?
0: Um, I think it's 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 a little too thin. It was fermented probably a little too cool. Yeah. Uh, it needs a little more body, malt, um, and there's a uh, uh, fermentation or uh, a uh, yeast issue. Probably yeast is probably a little stressed or something like that. Hence the bubblegum flavors. I don't know. Maybe lots of bubblegum, uh, Lots of sulfur. Lots of yeah, definitely bubblegum and sulfur. You're right. Some I cider, take it all back. It's not good at all. Some <laughs> cider <laughs> flavor too. Like
3: talked
6: out <laughs> of it. Yeah, uh, it
0: pretty. really it really tastes like an amber saison. It's 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 um amber it's it's a decent. For your first Look, for your first recipe that you've ever done, it's not bad. But it's definitely not a double. It's not malty enough at all. And your friends little,
14: will drink it for sure. A little too,
0: sure. too bitter. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's not a problem. Okay. Okay. Tell them it's an amber IPA and they'll be all over it. <laughs> so
13: you fermented it at 63, you said? Yeah, <laughs> you give or takes. And it the it the wasn't whole, temp controlled. It was consistent, well, that's but what not it was. temp controlled. Okay, at the end, did you take it into room temperature and kind of let it finish out? Like yes, room. in the bottle, yes. With not, not, in the car Okay, but it still did that. Okay, good. It might get better in the bottle. Actually, I will let it let sit it longer. Give it some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long has it been in the bottle? Oh, how this just it? got bottled. Maybe like yeah. uh, five days. Mm. Yeah, I'd give it more time. Oh, this sucks!
2: Don't ever give it to Cause me cause it's, again. <laughs> it should be more. You fun. drank the first glass I gave you. Yeah, well, cause
0: I, thought, I thought I had a different beer. <laughs> how, Scott, how was oh, he? On wait a how was he on the second glass? That's the real. That's the real taste. Same. Oh, you drank it all. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> For your first recipe that you guys did, I think it's a, it's a good start. You're in the right direction. But uh, get that temp up to, like, 70. Um, hey, don't brew lagers. This is a hint.
3: How did Doc go from God. being like, uh, Moscow, oh. I thank you for everything you do, <laughs> to I'm going to tell you you're a fucking asshole
0: whoa, whoa. for the rest of the show. After he drank the first Even I'm feeling it. bad about what Doc's saying.
6: Jesus.
3: <laughs> All right, I'm going to list you your Drunk of the Week people. You're going to think about them while uh, JP does the Twitter game. Uh, your Drunk of the Week nominees are Barley Ever Sober. Get it? Uh, <laughs> 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 Scott the Jew.
11: Man. With you now to read you
3: a. Uh, Ellis from Texas was real drunk. Uh. Fierce Knuckles. Nickel. Nickel Fierce. <laughs>
6: that
3: was fierce, fierce Knuckles last night. What? Fierce, fierce Nickel back.
0: <laughs> yeah. Back Knuckles? I do like back knuckle. <laughs> back knuckle. As which, I don't know what that means, but I love it. Back fierce knuckle knuckles? was pretty drunk.
3: And then Blubberglop, who everything was working properly, he still couldn't hear us. No. I th- I'm pretty sure he could hear us, but he was drunk enough that he couldn't hear us. And he sang I Will Always Love You, which clearly was a tribute to Doc.
6: Right. So those are your four uh,
3: nominees for Drunk of the Week. Uh, think about those, because remember, it must be unanimous, oh, and we're gonna, you might have to state your case for who you're voting for. Oh, wow. All yeah. right, Jip. Twitter game of the week was, uh, you put up a picture of Moscow, and then yes, I did. people had to make positive comments about him.
0: And they were pretty good ones. I narrowed them down to uh, more than two. Is it like um, positive dripping with sarcasm, or really positive? Well, why don't you, uh, you know, let me read them. <laughs> did it look like him, or was it good art? It was a good art. It was a picture of, of Scott. So uh, Kyle, Schmidt, Kyle Schmidt says, uh, Legalizing skateboarding and marijuana are practically the same thing, and I compliment you for realizing this. <laughs> Because he has a. <laughs> Scott has a hat. Here. I'm going to put it, Scott, hold that up to the camera right there so everyone can really see
3: your
6: yeah, yeah, Pot legalized lead,
0: Yeah, or digging with the They marijuana are practically tape. the same thing. It's
3: not a crime. I didn't even notice that that's what his stupid hat said.
0: I didn't even know that <laughs> skateboarding was so, illegal. Skateboarding is not a crime. I have a passion for skateboards
3: that are not illegal. Yeah.
0: Right. Selling illegal. <laughs> pot while you're riding a skateboard might be a crime. Uh, okay, Gator Beer. Says, uh, er, uh, parenthesis, in a creepy voice, in parenthesis, uh, my, what nice eyes you have. <laughs> you okay. have nice eyes. Okay. Yeah. Um, Luke Goodroad says, Jewy with a chance of shame. <laughs> I like that. Is,
3: is that positive?
0: <laughs> yeah. I guess not, but uh, it was funny, so I put it in there. It's basically positive or funny. Okay, good. Uh, homebrew Brian says, you have a nice hat. I like hats. Hats are neat. You have a neat hat that is also nice. It is a nice hat that is neat. You yeah, um, right. said too much hat. He's yeah. out. Uh, he's out. <laughs> too much Bryan, hat. Sorry, Bray. Oh, I yeah. tried. You got deleted. I tried. Uh, Jacob says, look at you. You're such a snappy dresser and on such a budget. <laughs> a t-shirt and a hat. And too then, much, uh, too uh, much hat. The, the Katie Moore says, I thought Fred Durst ruined this style of facial hair. I uh, was wrong. I like
14: that. Oh, I like that.
0: Although that's not... <laughs> We've made fun of my goatee on this show before. <laughs> I shaved my goatee it's on this show. It's a compliment. She was wrong. That's true.
3: But that, that's not a compliment.
0: It's not. You're I right. like the no, comment, but that's a not a compliment. At all. Mm. Well, well, I thought it was enough for me funny. to put that it in. That actually there. cut me
3: to the core. Yeah. Huh? Oh, It's well,
2: not a compliment. It's not positive not at all. Mm. Don't make it change your style. Believe me, it won't. So that's
0: it. Okay. Those are the ones.
3: I think it's clearly the skateboard uh, marijuana <laughs> guy. <laughs>
0: yeah. I right? think
3: so too. I mean, that's the most positive one. All right. That guy, what's his Schmidt? Kyle Schmidt, you've won our Twitter game of the week. JP, in uh, sometime in 2012, will send you a, uh, a prize for that. That's true. Uh, all right, back to our uh, oh Blobberglops on the line.
10: Can oh, yeah!
0: Can we hear him?
6: Love
0: you. He
3: hasn't all these years. He's he's less apt at figuring out Skype than I am. Uh, it's never ever worked yet. He tries every week, uh, uh, but now he's on the regular phone. Hi, Blobber. Hello. Hello.
7: Can you hear us? Yeah, we can. I can hear you
3: fine now. With you know, you know, hello, technology hey, B- Blobber, can you hear us? Yeah, because
2: Skype translates yes. into did Canadian. Th- hello,
3: is he there? Blobber, are you there? Hello,
0: Canada. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> Maybe his radio is it. Blobber, is it uh, feedback coming? I can't. I did you press the button, Jay? Blobber, turn off your radio. Blobber, I love you. I'll, all I hear is us coming through. Hello. I can hear you.
5: Fart noises. <laughs> oh, he got <laughs> us. He got us.
3: God damn it. Damn. Well, he got smarter. some of us. <laughs> He's smarter than us. Kara likes a good fart joke.
6: I do. Oh,
3: Not man. even a fart joke, just the word. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> fart. Oh,
6: shit. Uh,
3: hi, Blobber. What can we do for you? We did hear your song, by the way. It was fantastic.
13: Yeah, it was really awesome. great. Okay, good.
3: Yeah. I just
5: wanted to say hi while I'm peeing. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
13: uh, try to talk over it for us, man. Okay.
5: I'm done here. Oh. Listen
3: to this. I don't even hear it. Here's <laughs>
6: flushing.
3: Canadian flushing. There's some water running. And yep. weird toilets in Canada. Yeah, they do, because fart in Canada. It sounded like a like a
13: bulldog eating. Well, yeah, but, yeah it's just a dog in a hole there.
3: It's <laughs> a Canadian toilet. <laughs> dog in a hole. Well, <laughs> they do eat shit out of Canada. Well, it's a dog in a
2: hole. That's Eastern Canada. <laughs> or, sorry, yeah, that's not uh, Western Canada. Is just just like you know, a hole. Adopted children.
3: I see. A hole. All right. uh, blobber. Yes. Is that all?
8: <laughs> yeah,
5: pretty much. I have nothing. All right, you're in
3: the, you're in the running for I've been, of the week.
8: I've been peer pressured to to call in. Now I'm calling in, and I'm not quite sure where I'm supposed to be in the house right now not to bother anybody because it's really, 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 really late.
2: You you have have peers?
8: Are you drunk or not? Mm, Well, usually, yes.
3: Are you now? Hello? What? Oh, quite. Okay. All right, you're in the running for Drunk of the Week, dude. Hello? All right.
2: Later, brother. (laughs) I didn't hear any As he crawls back through the
3: snow. All right. Needs to be unanimous. Drunk of the Week. Oh, sorry. Barley ever sober. Raise your hand if he's our drunk of the week.
0: He was pretty all right. He was good. He was good. He was. He was. He was I good. don't remember. Okay.
3: Uh, does anybody vote for him officially? No. No, no official votes. No. All right. Ellis from Texas. Raise your hand if he's drunk of the week.
0: He was good. Yeah. Well, I see now this is, is the too. problem because we're already non unanimouses.
2: Well,
3: but this doesn't mean I'm going to hold out. To, yeah, we got to have to convince him.
2: Can you play back a
0: little? For us, no. so we re- can't remember. This is a hockey game. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? This is a professional radio show? Or we used this? to see it too, but we upgraded. Are that these things
3: good. on demand? I don't, uh, I don't have it. Yeah. Since I don't know. You know after you left, uh, everything fell apart, Doug. We don't have anything like that. No. Damn it! uh Fierce beer. Fierce Ooh, nickel. Yeah, yeah. Okay, nickel. okay, I'll vote. <laughs> yeah. I'm, okay,
14: I'm
6: getting <laughs> peer pressure to vote.
14: Also.
3: All right. Uh, Wait, so, what? Fierce nickel. <laughs> well, I don't know. You don't have wait, to vote wait, yet. Wait. Yeah, You don't have to change it yet. It's still not. You, it, you're not. Susie's holding out. Also, bad h- 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 Blooby gloopy glop, glop. Yay. Okay. So,
0: <laughs> right. So we have back. two
3: holdouts because Susie's for bloob glop. And uh I just and say
0: boob boob when you looked at it. It's, it's and
3: Moscow things. is for Alice from Texas. Yeah. So we've got two holdouts. The rest of us are all for Fear Spear. Doesn't say, Susie get
2: two votes in? I said they punch it out into the spleen.
3: Not not in the new, not with the new not system. The new, okay, okay. So, we either have to convince those two to move to Fear Spear or they have to convince us to move to one of their people. Let's start by this. Uh, Susie, are you willing to move your vote? If yes, I'm, you are or die. Right. To who? To who would you move it to?
14: Um, Barley ever. Soap. I feel bad that you called fierce beard fierce nickel and compared him to Nickelback. Yeah, <laughs> no one should ever be compared to Nickelback. I
0: agree
14: That's with not you. Not even this. Nickelback. Not even Nickelback. Yeah, because the only person that thinks Nickelback is cool is Tiger Woods.
3: So you could be. <laughs> <laughs> he bangs a lot wow. of chicks. And he's white.
14: Yeah, but that's uh, he went to party with.
3: So you could move your vote to fear beard.
14: I could. Okay. Oh, yeah. Now, before we
3: ask you to do that, Moscow. Uh, is it locked you're in? You're the only one on the Ellis vote. Okay. Now, if you are adamant that Ellis is the guy... Like, that, you can't move from that boat. you got to make a case for it. I'm
7: going to make my case. First boat. of all, okay, I, I, I love me some fear spirit, but I can't let compassion swing my drunk of the wheat boat. boat. I'm sorry. You're not going to change five people. No, I am. Here's why. Fear spirit's won before. That's the first thing. Ellis also, he was so good-natured, with you know even though he was a racist from
3: Texas. And
7: but
6: was
3: he drunker than, than fear spirit? Fierce Beard is a champion. It's a drunk of the week vote. Was he drunker? Look, or? he's the incumbent. Yeah, you know? you're not trying to date anybody. It's like here.
7: radio call of the week. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, Fierce Beard was drunker. He yeah. Fierce
3: Beard was drunker. Yeah. Okay. Susie?
14: Ellis, um... When he when I picked up, he told me that he just threw his kid in his at his wife so that he could go outside and make this call.
3: That does make him Helms. <laughs> <Yeah. But, laughs> I really like that. That was so after. Why the, didn't like, you say that when he called first time, Susie? Oh, no, I got to answer
6: the. phone. Okay,
2: is his kid less than two or older than sixteen?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and yes. after the throw, will the kid be able to remember?
3: It's a, it's a valid question. Doc. Did his wife make the
13: pitch? <laughs> uh,
0: it matters. All
3: right, Susie's now on the phone. Susie, we're done with phone calls anyway. Yeah. Just hang up on him. Yeah. Uh, we need uh, Susie either to move to Fierce Beard, or we all have to move over to. Well, she was for Blobber anyway. Right. No one's moving to Blobber, right? No. no. Yeah.
0: No one's moving anywhere except to with us.
3: So, Susie, nobody's moving to Blobber, <laughs> okay.
0: and Moscow
3: already moved away from uh, Ellis to Fierce Under Beard.
0: Under protest. So what's you
3: saying? Can you can you move to Fierce Beard?
14: I already he said yes. All right, there we go. Oh, we get to go home.
3: Here's Beard's are drunk of the week tonight. That's called peer Sorry, pressure. Alice. Now I could have been swayed to move to Ellis. I just want to point that out. Peer pressure. After I you, had more
7: time to convince you. You let
3: JP stomp all over your bullshit Fuck yeah, and uh, not allow me, not allow you to make a proper argument that could have swayed me over.
0: Because I am the dominant male. Fucked up all this shit. You have to tell the animal that you are the dominant male. So I look, I looked at Scott and I said, no. No No You, no. Can, you uh, cannot win No You will not do this I thought I was saying, I am the dominant male You cannot win And I said Tch. Oh and, I said, and now the dog and Respect I me I rolled for over being on my back male. And voted for elk. You have to be in the Her. pack Fear spirit no. Whatever Part of the pack <laughs> You have to lead the pack You are not part of the pack <laughs> Lead the pack
3: sorry i thought the dog i was I was, no. I was from the dog perspective oh i was i was i was a dog who's who's what, been he, listening queezing? to caesar milan yeah. his whole life yeah and so that's the dog language i speak mm-hmm. and i'm talking to another dog say, you got the at the back oh okay <laughs> well now that i know and then i do that <laughs> i if have a dog started making that sound to another dog <laughs> hey, hey I'm, I'm coming over there got it out <laughs> All right, next week, uh, you know, a show I've been looking forward to for a long time. we got Jamie Floyd from Ninkasi. Oh. Yes.
2: oh.
0: yes. Who made a beer that has a, du- a Dungeons & Dragons reference. So I just want to point that out. Did he make that's it in his basement? I'm enough? the better than everybody else one here. He You're the made, be- <laughs> He made it in his
2: right. basement yeah. with his friends. That's
0: what I said. <clears throat> I, I just made sure I got it right. Okay, can he bring some? You know, Jamie's coming
7: into the studio, too. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And we're going to talk to Jeff Urway from Cumbre <sighs> Brewing. So it's going to be an epic
2: show.
0: I love Uruguay.
2: Can we move this back to uh, the garage?
0: What <laughs> Doc wants to go move back to the garage? Well, well, are you awake?
2: One step back. <laughs> no, 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 no. He, he's he's making this beer from Ninkasi, and he's like a Dungeons and Dragons kind of guy. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I see. So the show should back in the garage We, we, we
3: don't. See, ha- JV, you should have gotten that. We, These are the jokes no. that you do. <laughs> I'm <We laughs> sorry,
0: I didn't. I didn't warm up enough as Doc did to make that jump. <laughs>
13: yeah, he didn't get the dungeon reference. Yeah. Yeah.
3: We don't
0: have
2: a basement here in Pacheco. It's the best we can do.
0: How if I dig a hole and we can stand in it. Yeah. Is that good enough? Uh, pretty like, much. The so. two of you drive oh,
3: hundred miles to go a meter. Um <laughs> <laughs>
0: Can I change
13: my drug of the week boat to doctor? Well we love each other. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Maybe. I, I purposely left him out of the boat. He was in the running though. He was definitely in the he was in a secret running. Yeah.
13: Oh yeah. We just didn't bring it up.
3: Because <laughs> it wouldn't have been unanimous. How <laughs> <But. laughs> long
0: do you need for plugs, Jip? <sighs> um, I don't know. I, they start growing in like three weeks. <laughs> All right, start now.
3: You need a minute. Yeah, a minute. See fine, again. Though. You just went a hundred miles. I thought
0: it was funny. For one, come foot on, plugs. A- that why wasn't? Maybe that was seventy five, but it was nowhere fucking near a hundred. <laughs> okay, I got. I got a plug. You know why do you blow my candle out to make yours burn brighter? Why do you do that to me? Because you're not in. A, in, a, in I don't know. It's, it's
3: in my face.
2: She <laughs> that's a good answer,
0: <laughs> fucker. Let me read plugs and we can get out of here so I can pee
3: pee. Uh, can you do it in one minute? I and, can do it in a minute. In one minute? No, you can't. Yeah, Doc doesn't believe you. Do um, we,
2: well, no, you, no, you no, can't even no,
3: do no, it. Now,
2: <laughs> make,
3: make it happen. All right, Jamie Floyd and Kasi next week.
0: Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. The BN will be broadcasting live from Zeitgeist in San Francisco this Thursday, February 16th at 6.30 with Matt Brendelson from Firestone Walker and Lars Larson from Timber Eye. Be sure to go to three com to get tickets for the Three Ring Circus, a brewer's dinner and sideshow presented by Sean Z. Paxton featuring Speakeasy, Ninkasi, and Schmaltz this Wednesday, February 15th. Get all the latest information on Nate's band Brain Oil by going to brainoil.com and check out Nate on Twitter at Nathan Homebrew. Also on Twitter is our very own Nicole. Follow her at beer underscore muse for some great beer information. Follow JP on Twitter at MajorJip with two P's for all things insane and of low value to your life. And be sure to find the Brewing Network on Facebook and Twitter.
9: La Justin's in my sky and win.